an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills. It's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, the low show pole drinking game. Gruff hugs, a sketch, and Ayn Rand. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you so much. Welcome to The Long Shot. I am your host. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the program, the human gingerbread cookie and warm glass of milk by the fire on a cold winter's night, Miss Amber Kenny is here. Hello. Is it that time of year now? I guess it is. It's This is coming out on November 19th, so. Oh, yeah. Not in California, but in it's other parts of the country. The holidays. And in other parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, know? the human swashbuckling <laughs> star of Captain Blood, Jamie Errol Flynn. Flynn. Yes. Look at that. That was I a good it. one. What were you saying? You're um, like, how do you as know? As you were chewing on your almonds into the mic. <laughs> I was going to do this. I was going to put on this funny voice. <clears throat> I was going to be like, have you noticed how uh, the department stores are like, it becomes earlier in the holidays every year? <laughs> I mean, I swear it's November and they're putting up stuff for Christmas. I wow. think it's been doing that for a long time. I, I don't think this is anything new <laughs> and different. Well, potatoes, potatoes. Martha, you seem a little hostile for no reason. I just don't like it when he makes observations like that that don't even make sense. I called you to my house for this tea party, and I'll be damned if you're going to come into my home and tell me what is right. Well, then I guess you'll be damned. All right. Good tea. Oh, God, that was great. (laughs) We're so good at improv. (laughs) I'm trying. I realized, like, for the last 180 episodes... When you engage it, I instantly like <laughs> retreat. <laughs> so at least the next step is <laughs> trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Yes, Anding. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, all right. Well, let's find out what's been going on in the last five minutes since we <laughs> taped our last episode. I ate some almonds. Uh, let's start today with Jamie. Wow. Um, my checking in is this. Last night Are I was... sure you hit the table? Sure. I was invited by a magician friend of mine to a special secret invitation-only kind of show at the home of the people who built the Magic Castle. So not the Magic Castle, but the people who built it? Yeah, they have this incredible home. It's off of, well, I don't know, maybe I don't need to be giving addresses. Oh, what's the exact stuff. address? <laughs> I don't have the exact <laughs> address. But, um, what part of town is it in? I guess it would be maybe Hancock Park. Oh, that's a nice part of town. And I didn't know what to expect. He said they have a theater built into the home and that it was just going to be this magical night. He didn't know too much else. Other, He was doing a performing in the show. And it's so, a magic show or it's a variety show? I, well, I didn't know when he sent the invitation, he, but it seemed cool enough. I was yeah. like, I got to check this out. So th- this was last night. And so I got there around 7.30 and there's like swarms of people in the street like converging on this mansion. And they're all like dressed up. It's like an older crowd. A lot of people in their 50s, 60s, and older. And I walk in. 70s. 70s, 80s. 80s. Um, and Everybody's dressed <clears throat> up. Most people are dressed up. Are you? How are you dressed? I had a, a nice shirt on. I actually went back to my car after I got there to get my jacket. But I was prepared with the jacket in my car. But this backyard, I mean, enchanting is an understatement for everything I'm about to talk about. Like... The backyard alone with the streams and these trees and 
people everywhere and there's a bar. And when I walk in, like, just, I don't know, just people being dressed up. It was a Sunday night. Like, who are these people? What is this world of people right. that come here? Like Gatsby. Yes. And um, I look out in the corner of my eye, there's Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman just hanging out. Awesome. And then over here is Moby. And I'm like, I got invited some weird I Hollywood Moby. thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was the judge. At which party? The dance-a-thon. This is like two episodes Oh, ago. yeah. I remember now. Yeah, that's right. I remember now. Moby. Mm-hmm. So go on. What happened? So <clears throat> I... So then they lead us into this. You forgot what happened for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you just looked so blank for a second. I, yeah, I had forgotten. You forgot what you were talking about. So they, they, they led us into this this theater that's built into the house, and it's the most enchanting theater ever. When you say built into the house, it's just a room in the house, correct? Yeah, but just yeah, <laughs> it's a room in the house. Okay. <laughs> but um, just every you know square inch of the room was just amazing and paintings and it was like you know a vaudevillian style stage and curtains and in the house and a bar built in and then about probably 80 people seated for the show and Moby, a bunch Paul of Rubens. they definitely had Jamie. Um, like 77 and the guy who um hosted the show studs was there do you remember studs mm-hmm. it was a show on fox like studs turkle <gasps> i remember studs <laughs> remember studs oh my god i remember i remember blanking on his name mark something but he um he was at the improv or something a few weeks ago it was a dating show i do kind of remember it now in, like, i thought you were 90s. saying his name was studs. i thought no, no, that no. too but and you would like pin things on the guys you liked or something i just remember it was like there'd be like three choices of things like which of your dates said this and it was, and it was always like mm-hmm. lots of sexual innuendo mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> it's, classy show. It's real classy. It's where I met my wife. Yeah. So. Wait, what? <laughs> the show starts with like this almost sea shanty of this like I think the daughter of the girl that lives there. The daughter of the girl. <laughs> the daughter of the girl was a weird thing to say. The daughter of someone. The baby of the child that lives there. Yeah. <laughs> It's a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> the whole night was kind of riddle. She's her mother, but she's not her daughter. Oh, and then there's... She's also the doctor. <laughs> but there's house music playing. It's a pianist who I would... Maybe it's just because Pee Wee Herman was on my mind, but it was like kind of uh, almost like the score from his movie. Mm-hmm. But it definitely wasn't... What's his name? Uh, Brian Eno? Who did it? Or You're asking me who did the <laughs> score to Pee Wee Herman's movie? It's the Guy, yeah, the one who always guy. works with Tim Burton. Oh, Tim, is it Brian Eno? It might be Brian Eno. No, the other one. Tchaikovsky. Oh my God. Oh, from um, from um. This is gonna kill me. No, I got to figure this out. <laughs> Let's sit here and think about this for Can a little while. It, this is please? so entertaining. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, John Williams. Williams, not John Williams. Yeah. Ennio Morricone. No, he was in the band. He did the Simpsons. Weird Science. Well, who did the song Weird Science? Is by. Robbie Morrison. Weird science. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. Thomas <laughs> Dolby. That's getting closer, actually. Dude, it doesn't matter. Go on. Go on. Okay. Anyway. Um, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. That's what I was Gives trying. a fuck. He did the Simpsons theme song. No one cares. <laughs> there, was, there was a brain fart that just needed to be I knew it was Danny pushed Elfman. out the brain butt. So I said the guy who always does... Uh, Tim Burton's movies. Anyway. It might have been him on the piano, but probably wasn't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever was on the piano evoked Elfman. 
And then there was a guy on guitar that came on. But it was just like everything about it was like vaudevillian. Who was the guy on guitar like? <laughs> what um, movie score? It would be more David Lynchy. Uh, Great. Scary. Uh, Go on. Um... And then my friend um, Derek went and did his magic act, and it was great. And I, I thought it was brave of him. He did, he t- uh, he went to Moby for for crowd work. Maybe I don't know if he knew who he was. I'm assuming he did, but that was good for a laugh. Um, and then it was hosted by the the door knockers. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Yes, I do. Who for the last four years, everyone like when I, we do the Spanglers, like, oh, you should see the door knockers. And I was always scared to see them because I was like, oh, shit, are we so totally biting what they do? But I was excited. No, you don't do anything they're, like they're that. like a lounge act and they're not married. <laughs> and they do. two guys. Men can be married in oh, this day Oh, it's not the door knockers. It's not the door knockers. It's not the door knockers. <laughs> I don't knockers. know what we're talking about. The lampshades. The lampshades. Oh, then I don't know what the lampshades Yeah, I don't are. either. <laughs> the lampshades is like uh, Kate. Oh, from uh, The Office. From The Office. Yeah. But I still don't know what it is. Uh-uh. Well, it's really I good. I was like, you're nothing like the door knocker. <laughs> no, that's like uh, Davey and yeah. Lead Key. Yeah, we're not like that. Anyway, um, the upshot of all this was just, hey, I went to this cool place. But uh, So the, was it a variety show? Yeah, it was a variety. And then like the musicians would get up and do a thing. And then um, a comedian went up. and But it was just crazy on a Sunday night to be just, who are these people? And I feel like yeah. a lot of them are just like rich. What was the occasion? Was it I, like a birthday? No, or I something? think that this happens like every month or two at oh. this place. But I need to live there. Like it was inspiring. Like people live in crazy places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need a place that has a stream and crazy trees. I think you should have no problem living <laughs> there after you make your Mel's Brooks, Mel Brooks inspired movies. You know, which I, honestly, there's like a lot of stuff there was Young Frankenstein. It was almost like a German vibe to parts of it. Is that take place in Germany? Is that take place in Germany? <laughs> sure. I'll just repeat myself one more time. Is that take place in Germany? <laughs> okay, I'm so done. So you went to a show and you had fun. <laughs> Fair you enough. Details. The show was entertaining. Touche. Touche. Um, <laughs> and you want to live in a mansion? <laughs> Break, a some breakthroughs in this a episode. Stream in a tree. <laughs> and there's enchantment. Meeting P.B. Herman was pretty cool with Paul Rubens. I um, would imagine. What was Was that? he jerking off the whole time? <laughs> he jerks off once his whole life. Unlike me, he wasn't jerked off in uh, 26, 27 days. Wait, why is it? <clears throat> I don't know. It was 27 days last time. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same night. <clears throat> um, no, he was super nice. And he was just like, uh, the guy I was with was like, oh, this is Jamie. He books the improv. He's like, oh, is Bud Freeman there? And that's not an impression by any means, <laughs> because that's not what oh, he said. Was like. Bud Friedman there? That was Bob Dylan. That was not Pee Wee Herman. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh wow. Tell him I say hello. Once upon a time, Bud Friedman looked so fine. <laughs> said to him, "Isn't you?" <laughs> but uh, he he was cool. Yeah, he was super nice. <clears throat> okay, so you went to a show. You saw Moby. <laughs> you had <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman was, was a nice. good time. And follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Oh. <laughs> Someone's. I talked to my parents on the phone yesterday. Congratulations. So you talked to your parents on the phone yesterday. Let me let me get this straight. And well, no, if, if that's all that comes out of it ten minutes from now, feel free to do that. Okay. Uh, but first sentence, I think I'm allowed to set things up. Um, so anyway, we're that's it. Fun. I'm done. We're fun. We like each other. That was the story. How are they doing? No, I talked to my parents on the phone, and 
okay, first of all, my parents get a bad rap because all anybody ever hears about from me is how annoying they are right. and how they are so Terrible. not into what I'm doing. And, you know, somebody wrote to me, some a listener of our show wrote to me and was like, whenever you talk about your parents, I want to punch them in the face uh, because of the way they treated you. But I should but make it clear that I love my parents. They're right. both amazing people. I look up to both of them. I respect both of them very, very much. What? Are they, Amber just goes, are they in the room? <laughs> what if they rose uh, from the couch? No, they're both, they're both <laughs> so funny. I would not be doing what I do if I didn't get from them, you know. Totally. Um, well, and also it's sort of like you tend to... Um, accentuate the negative? Eliminate the positive? I wasn't even going to go there, but uh, like you will... You're, parting shots and stuff tend to be like ranty things yeah and so it's not going to be like my mom got me a great (laughs) present like it's not right it doesn't fit no uh so it's sort of like you have nothing to report and i also think it's it's that thing of like when you're in a relationship with somebody you complain about them to other people but that no one else could say something about it and also and also that's not the whole story right you know um, but also the thing of like, if somebody else said those things, you'd right, be right, like, right, shut right, your mouth. Right. So don't punch my parents in the face. Oh, God. Um, but no, but so here I'm going to complain about them. Uh, they. <laughs> I really to, thought you were going to say yeah, something nice about them. No, no, no. It's not, that was like a, it's not nice at all. That was like a double whammy uh, s- switcheroo. They <laughs> can't be on the phone with me by themselves. Oh, my parents do the same thing. They have to both be on at the same it's time. Like, it's like you're talking to a comedy routine. I, but but I don't find it funny. I don't find it funny. Uh, and I like having conversations with each of them individually, mm-hmm. you know? But whenever I call, it's like, Jack, pick up the phone. Sean's on the phone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God, can I just talk to you for five seconds? Um, but, oh, well, I'll end with a nice thing. I'll end with a nice thing. I'll, I'll, I'll you got to sandwich it. This is, how, this is good coaching. I've learned in business. You start with a positive. You, you talk about a negative, And then you end with a positive. That's really smart. But and you bullshit, started with a positive, and now you're doing yeah. the negative, and you're so, like, with a positive. So, okay, so that's one frustrating thing. And I did, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I did at one point say to them, you know, and, and sometimes I'll call them on their cell phones during the day, knowing that they won't be, they won't be together. Other. Yeah. But it just happened that it was Sunday afternoon. I called, whatever. But so that's part one of the annoying thing. Here's part two. My mother always puts me on speakerphone. So my dad's on one extension, my mother's uh. on another extension on speakerphone, like doing shit in the kitchen while she's talking to me. And that makes it, that, that, that adds a layer of complexity to the conversation. Right. Right? Here's the third part, and this was the outrageous Trilogy. part to me. <laughs> she gets a call on her cell phone while she's on and the phone. And picks it up? Not only picks it up, puts it on speakerphone <laughs> and has a conversation on speakerphone with her cell phone while I'm on speakerphone and my dad is on the other extension. I'm going, dad, does she understand what's happening right now? <laughs> He's like, well, she just thinks she should be able to do four or five things at the same time. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is insane. And she's talking who to, she, talking she to? was talking to my little nephew who had just left my brother had come up from D.C. with his family for the weekend. They had left. They had gotten back to D.C. And I'm sure my brother said, call Pip and Mimi and tell them that we got home. Pip and Mimi. Pip and Mimi. How's that never come up? I think it has. But, uh, yeah, you don't listen when I talk. But um, the... uh, I was just now. We we need to hug this out, all three of us. (laughs) 
But so she's so she's taught and and so she's doing the thing that you were talking about last episode because she talks to little kids like oh, they're little kids. Right. So she's like, make sure you tell Aunt oh, God, mommy I... and daddy that we were so so happy to have you here. <laughs> and I'm like trying to talk to my dad, <laughs> and the whole fucking con- and my nephew's like, we made it home, Mimi, we're home. <laughs> Well, and- it was so fucking crazy. <laughs> I got so angry. And then... Also, just like, let me go and call me back or yeah, call him back. Just take it off speakerphone. Yeah. Hang also, up and my, talk to them. My parents both scream on the phone. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing it's the same with your mom, especially think- on speakerphone. So it's not like a thing where like, oh, we could tune her out talking to them. Oh, oh yeah. There was no way to get past. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, my dad and I could hear each other at a different level, but she was way louder. <laughs> it's like we were talking under her. And then we could also hear my nephew talking. And I was just like, I, I go, Dad, what is, what's happening? And he goes, he goes, I know. Sometimes I'll be on the phone, and she'll just start talking to me, and I'm like trying to talk to the person on the phone. <laughs> she just doesn't understand that you can't. Do, not everybody can do a bunch of different things at the same time. So then, she hangs up the phone with my nephew. She gets back on the phone. And she's like, I'm back. And I go, Mom, <laughs> do you understand how crazy that was? What just happened? And she goes, Oh well, I just had to. Okay, well. I got to go. And she hangs up. And that was it. Because she was mad at you? I don't think she was. I think she was a little bit like, eh, I do what I do, you know? Double speakerphone. Um, yeah, double speak. That's. Poof. so mad. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing I'll end on, which is. Yeah, I mean, my dad is. Uh, both my parents have lived interesting lives. My dad in particular, I think, has just had a fascinating life that spanned a lot of interesting things growing up in the in the Great Depression and then his father going off to fight in World War II, living in a ghetto in the Bronx, you know, the, the whole Irish Catholic thing that really doesn't exist anymore down there. Um, and then, you know, almost becoming a priest, joining the Navy, like having five kids, working as a high yeah. school principal... Just it's everything, like yeah, and like, and I, I just remember thinking when my brother got married, my gay brother got married in the shadow of the Empire State Building. That my, sounds like something, like an album, or <laughs> and my dad was <laughs> my dad was there. Who did the Empire State Building marry? <laughs> I don't even understand that. It kind of makes sense. <laughs> do you do you know what a shadow is? Do you know when somebody stands in a shadow what that means? I, I mean, I know the literal meaning. Yeah, okay. Uh, you guys. So my dad my dad was there. weekend between you two. My dad was there with all three of his college roommates <laughs> and all their wives, having been... He just was not into it when my brother came out. Like, he was... He was a product of the Catholic yeah. Church of the 1940s and 50s. Like, it was... That's a... Homosexuality was a terrible, terrible sin. So when my brother came out, my parents had a very hard time dealing with it. And yet, there they were at the wedding, and my dad, with all his friends that he had invited to see his brother marry another man. And I just thought that was amazing yeah. that his that his thought process had changed so mm-hmm. much over that period of time. And I said to him, I was like, I think you should start writing all this stuff down because you have so many amazing stories and things that have happened to you and what you've been through and what your family was like and even stuff from before he was even born. Like my family Mm -hmm. was always so crazy, like had so many crazy things happen. Um, 
I mean, I think I've told you guys some of the stories, but like the one about how my my great grandfather and his brother both died on the same day, the oldest and youngest of 17 children. And one of them was hit over the head and killed. And the other one was on the way to visit him in the hospital and was hit by a truck and they both died. And word got back to Ireland where they had left that they had died in a shootout with gangsters, <gasps> which my parents found out in the eighties, like many, you know, 70 years like, later. No, that never happened. Yeah. That's so anyway, insane. there's all these there's all these crazy. That's never so, come up. So I was like, you got to start writing this stuff down. And so my dad, I wrote all these questions, like write about this, write about this, write about this. And he this. was like, sure, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> After every question, sure, sure. Well, um, but the upshot of all of it is that yesterday on the phone, he was like, I want you to know something. I've started taking a writing class. <gasps> That's so cool. And I'm writing about all the stuff that we have talked about. That is awesome. It's like a, a memory to memoir writing class at Sarah Lawrence. He said the professor is some guy who flies down from Harvard one day a week and teaches this class. And so anyway, I was I was so that's really cool happy and proud of him that he's actually mm-hmm. yeah. doing this. You know, um, so anyway, that's my checking in. Nice. Uh, I have to follow that. Amber, come on. What's going on with you? I threw a pumpkin party on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it was the first time that I organized and threw a party at the house that I live in. Cause I live with Barbara and Whitney and both of them have been living there for at least five years. I think Barbara might've been there for six or seven years. And for a short period, um, that was like the party house. There were parties there. I've been to parties there. Yeah, I'm sure you have, um, all the time. And Barbara even had a show, One Two Punch, which was a show. I did that show. I'm sure you did. Um, in the living room, and then it would be a big, crazy house party. I've been to parties there where there were so many people, like dancing and drinking, that the floor was shaking. Mm-hmm. And we're a house. That could like, be a structural problem. Well, but it was still notable. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I've lived there, it has not. Like we've all sort of matured. I, I mean, I'm so hesitant to use that word because it is not <laughs> accurate, but um, that's not the phase we're in right now. <laughs> and um, so, like, there'll still be things every once in a while, but it is not the party destination that it once was. But this was the first time that I was organizing. You were the it. boss. Yeah. I asked the roommates if it was okay, but it was, like, my pumpkin carving party. And I found myself last week getting insanely stressed out like about like I gotta get pumpkins I gotta get snacks I gotta get and like um we didn't name any other specifics besides pumpkins I said snacks, snacks. Oh. <laughs> I didn't hear snacks alcohol and I gotta um mixers like clean the house and <clears throat> decorate and yeah. make sure that everyone knows where it is and then I freaked out that I invited too many people and I freaked out that not enough people would come like I I was freaking out in every direction and I was, I think I was also freaking out because that same weekend I was going to run my first half marathon and then, um, sticker treat was on Sunday as well. And I well. was going to win the medal of honor and the <laughs> Nobel peace prize. It was a big weekend for me. <laughs> well, there was a, when there's a lot going on, I think I get overwhelmed of like, I don't know what to focus on. So I'll no. just sit here and like shake my hands. Um, which is a thing to focus on. <laughs> um, but I kind of went outside myself and was like, Hey, baby girl, like this is all for fun. So let's simmer down. And uh, went to the store and got, like, had so much fun buying pumpkins and snacks. And Whee! I really did. I'll I have take a- another one. <laughs> I 
in a long time. And um, and my roommates were really excited because it was the first time that I was throwing a party. Like they're like, we're so excited to just come to a party and we didn't have to really do anything. And um, it was a great turnout. Jamie was there. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode. And um, I was not there. I know you should have been. Next time been. we, t next week when we carve pumpkins. It's a really nice place. Thanks. I know. Oh, one of the first things Jamie said when he came in was like, "So who lives here?" And I was like, "Oh, it's me and Barbara and Winnie." He's like, "Wait, this is your house?" I didn't know where I was going. Yeah, it's my. house. <laughs> you um, thought Amber was throwing a party at somebody else's place? Well, I did that for my thirtieth. That's a good point. I don't know. I, I did that for my thirtieth. That's fair. But I feel like that was other people throwing a party for you. Yeah, every uh, every arrow points to that it's being a, a weird thing for me to not know. <laughs> <laughs> and it, in the kitchen, it says Amber Soup Kitchen. Anyway. To my credit, I hadn't seen that yet. <laughs> and also, to his credit, there are other people named Amber. That's true. <laughs> and, yeah. And there are other that, soup kitchens. The, the refrigerator does have kind of a lot of pictures of me on it. <laughs> There's lots of pictures on my fridge of other people who don't live here. Prove it. <laughs> Prove that those people don't live here. That's true. They could just be out whenever you guys come over. There's a room we never go in. <clears throat> Your parents probably are here. That's why you said all those. When things. I used to throw parties in New York, I was always uh -huh. very lucky because I had two brothers. I have four brothers, but two of them. One is really into cooking and food oh, and fuck stuff. Yes. So he would always be, you know, he would be in charge of the uh -huh. snacks for the whole party, and we'd have great. Food, and then my other brother was always, he would always like crash at my place because he was at that time like still in high school and college. Mm -hmm. He would crash at my place, so he'd be there to help me clean up the next day, you know? Uh, so it was like perfect. Yeah, that's, it's like you basically had hired help. Except for the without... time that we forgot there were chicken wings in the oven. Oops. And I opened the <laughs> oven like two weeks later. That would And not... they were like basically mummified at that point. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, they looked like mummies. They were wrapped <laughs> in disgusting. linen. They were haunted. So tell me about the party um, that I missed. Well, it was fun because like my friend Jessica, I think I mentioned her on a podcast recently. She's the food scientist. And she like, you know, how you have your different friends, the way they react. There's um, the food scientist. Yeah. <laughs> the sports fans. I don't know. The sporty one. <laughs> the spicy one. Um, but she responded when I invited her within like 10 seconds saying, I'll be there. I'm going to, is it okay if I bring caramel peanut butter apples? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm saying is it was, and then she was apologetic. Like they turned out kind of ugly and my refrigerator is still filled with caramel peanut butter apples, which was so nice. Like it was such a festive thing to have. Yeah. I, I bought a bunch of cider and stuff, but be, I do have enough people um, my friend Chris, who is running the cafe at the new UCB. Which, by the way, I went to and ate one of the sandwiches. Is it good? It was amazing. Oh, yeah. good. It was a turkey pesto on, on uh, panini. Nice. I oh. love how we're, like, advertising for mm -hmm. him. A TPP. Um, but he, like, I have enough people in my life who just, in, like you're saying, just, like, enjoy doing that shit. So I had, like, the ingredients, but... And I was like, I'll do it, but I know that you guys are better at it and enjoy doing it. So yeah. they were, like, making the, the cider right. better and... yeah do it to it and so many people carve pumpkins and um i mean there was some drinking but there was sort of like a wholesome vibe to the whole party which was really fun mm -hmm. i was really liking it um my friend alexis from super kudzu came and i hadn't seen her really since the team disbanded is she one of the people you got kicked out of the group nope okay <laughs> i really enjoy how you will never let that go um <laughs> and my friends tim and melissa 
um, came and I know Tim from college and I went to their wedding last year. Like, I, so I had friends from kind of different walks of life. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess this is the point of a party. I'm saying the thesis statement of why people have parties, but it was just like, ah, oh, it's nice to have like these people that I love all in one room. Sure. That is the thesis statement of parties. <laughs> <laughs> and it a lot was, of people are not aware of that. It, was, it was really, really fun. And I learned some things. Uh, my boyfriend, Jeff, was just like, oh, maybe. Bottle dinner. <laughs> he was like, maybe I'll carve a pump- pumpkin. He was ca- sort of uh, non-committal. He just wanted to make sure everyone else who wanted to carve a pumpkin could. And then I was like, there's plenty left. Like, come p- carve a pumpkin. So he was in, like, the second wave with me. And um, <clears throat> Like at Normandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Almost like I was like, is this Normandy? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so he started carving away and I wasn't really paying attention. And then I looked over and he like everyone else just did like triangle eyes and, you know, classic pumpkin faces. Sure. Easy peasy. Missing some teeth. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, people did a ver- variation of that, but it was very what I mean. It was it was like. A clear cut. He did that thing where you would cut out some of the pumpkin. So like the light would shine through white on some parts and then Mm -hmm. all the way through. And like it made a face with different shades. And I was like, what? And he like got embarrassed. He's like, I um, I come from a very competitive pumpkin carver family. (laughs) (laughs) He like hid that from me. A long line. So that was fun. What a fun talent to have once a year. Yeah. You know? Well, that he probably hasn't used in 10 years either. Right. So it, it was just, it felt good and wholesome. It was a really fun weekend. And I wanted to have more parties. But it was the perfect size too. Not too big, not too will little. You, uh, will you invite me? Yes, I invited time? you this time. No, I invited I you I initially. I reminded you, you in person. I, know, I, I reminded know. you with text message. Like, just. Uh, As I said, it's my crazy, <laughs> my crazy brain gets in the way sometimes. Uh, but. Sometimes when people invite people to parties and they don't, they don't come, they don't, they don't, no, 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 they don't invite them the next time. Oh, right. No, know? I'll still invite you. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we will be back in a moment with a segment on the show that we don't have a name I for. I didn't know this was I happening. I didn't know pizza was coming either. <laughs> oh, my God. Pizza just got here. None of us knew. I love that it's like November 25th and I'm like, so I'm carving pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkins are relevant till December 31st. Yeah, I'm making pie out of them. Ugh. Hello, everyone. Al Madrigal from the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, quick message about fundraising. Thank you so much for listening to an All Things Comedy podcast that you are supporting here. We have a sticker uh, that you can buy for five bucks. It says, I support all Things Comedy. If you can go to TubeStart.com, there's a brief campaign going to support our new studio. No one's making money off of this. We're hoping to just have this studio support the comics and make sure they can record in a great place at no charge. And thanks to you. All right. Appreciate it. AllThingsComedy.com, TubeStart.com. Thank you very much. back you're listening to the long shot it is a podcast there's pizza flying around there is whiskey flying around it's it's become one of those whiskey and pizza nights and pizza nights 
Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I, had I legitimately don't know what you said. No, <laughs> Whiskey Pete's? There's a fucking casino on there. I know what it is. <laughs> There's a fucking casino. <laughs> it's like when you first enter um, Nevada from California, it's the first Nevada? casino. It's called uh, P. It starts with a P. What was wrong with that? <laughs> What's the name of I the city? I just always heard it said Nevada. Prim. Nevada? Prim, Wait. Nevada. <clears throat> okay, what did I say and what is right? <laughs> I think you said Nevada, which Nevada. made you sound like you're from the Midwest. Nevada. Is that why everyone thinks I'm from the Midwest? Maybe. Because you said Nevada? Nevada. That's you, what I say. Do you say Nevada all the time? What do you say? Nevada. That sounds insane to me. How do you s- Okay, what comes out of a cow? Milk. Shit. Uh, <laughs> a doctor. Um, what is what are you, what's, what are you going for? Okay, I say... Oh, God. This Calf. is like... Uh, a brain a cough? fuck. No, the liquid. <laughs> cough. <laughs> the cough of Mexico. The liquid that comes out of a cow. Urine. Oh, you fucking guys. Uh, um, um, I say milk. That's weird. But people milk. say milk. Yeah. Ugh. I, I say <laughs> milk. There's an I in there, not an E. But I do say Nevada, although I said Nevada a few seconds ago. I have no idea what I say now. All right. <laughs> this is the best episode <laughs> we've ever had. I say quarter. He's going to kill himself. Uh, all right. We decided we'd do a mailbag episode. This is probably the quickest we've ever done a mailbag episode since the last mailbag episode. And by the way, I said since, not since. Um, you of, say since? No, I just said that because you say milk, not milk. No, I say since. You say since? Yeah. Yeah, but you say I'm milk, not milk. Monster. You were born since. in Cincinnati. Okay, when you're asked a question and you're on Fox News, what's the first word you say? Well, sure. You say sure? <clears throat> no, no, no. That's how they say it. Oh. I say sure. So do I. Yeah. And everyone, that's weird in California. Sure. No, it's sure. normal everywhere else. All right. Why are you being like this? <laughs> <laughs> shit got colloquial real quick. The shit got real colloquial sure. real quick. Sure. Well. Uh, it's the liquid all right, here's our first. Here's our first email. <laughs> It's from Jessica J, and it's called, the subject is finally sending an email, in case we didn't know what was happening. Hey guys, I've been a fan for a while, and despite my many attempts to send you an email praising you, I have yet to do so until now. So here it is. I'm at this moment listening to episode 806, the Jim Henson dead cop episode featuring Laura Keitlinger, where Amber discusses being yelled at for being hit by another car. Oh yeah. Amber, I had to share. The same exact thing happened to me where someone thought they should back up in a drive-thru and they then yelled at me saying I drove into them, which was bullshit. So I feel your pain, Amber, and I just wanted to let you know it happens in Massachusetts too. It's sadly not just an L.A. thing. Also, not that you need or want compliments from some faceless stranger, but regardless, I just wanted to say that you're adorable, funny, and awesome. I feel like you're the glue that holds the podcast together. Jessica J. <laughs> also, side note, I wish Liquid Feet would come to Massachusetts. It sounds awesome. Uh, that's a dream of mine for 2015. <clears throat> Liquid Feet tour. Jamie, the song that was featured in this episode that you made, talking about you guys dancing and wearing tutus, was awesome and made me crack up. I was absolutely enchanted, and you, dear sir, are very enchanting. Wait, what was the song? You're hysterical and a great part of the podcast. Where would Lo Show Poe be without the flam? Ugh, yeah, what God was the song? 
About wait us what dancing with tutus? About oh, I do remember dancing and wearing tutus. Do you listen to those things? <laughs> I haven't. I, I do sometimes, but I sometimes heard... I make these things. And I'm like, I can't wait until Sean yells at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I'm gonna do it anyway. But it's just like I sang something, but it was during it's during a, like a break. It was improvised. It was fully improvised. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember what about it was. us in tutus. Yeah, I can't. I need to hear it. Um, eight oh six. Someone fired up. Yeah. And Sean, oh Sean, I don't know where to start. Uh oh. This is uh, weird for me to read this out loud about myself. I'm sure it's so weird for you. Let me to... picked no, no. it out. <laughs> I took all the emails. I took all the emails, but just for me to say out loud. No, I know. And Sean, oh Sean, I don't know where to start. Is just a weird. Right. You know. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, mixing things up. And Sean, oh Sean, I don't know where to start. You're hysterical, always on, always ready with a quip, and your attacks on Jamie are always funny, yet you somehow make it obvious that it's coming from a place of friendship and that you're usually not serious, so it's never awkward for the listener. Yeah, I don't know about that. You usually don't get too personal on the podcast, but when you do, it's so honest, it's admirable. You're like a big, funny, wisecracking teddy bear that I want to give a hug. You're adorable. In a manly, masculine way, of course. LOL. <laughs> I'll give it back to you. Sincerely. <laughs> uh, Jessica uh, Jones. I just wanted to let you guys know how awesome you are and appreciate it. I wish you all the best. Jessica J. P.S. Hopefully my compliments didn't come off creepy. P.S.S. If you're looking for feedback, the <laughs> on-location episodes are fun and interesting as long as done few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind some background noise occasionally, just not too often. That was the perfect uh, good, bad. Uh-huh. Well, let's see if she comes back with good. No, that was bad. Yeah. So she's ended up. She bad, didn't do uh, the sandwich, but um, that I didn't find her compliments <clears throat> creepy at all. No, not they at were all. super sweet. Thank no. you, Jessica. You can Jay. hug me anytime, Jessica. Jay. Woo! Uh, okay, this is Kurt, the guy who wants Sean to like metal. What would happen if I gave Sean a hug? I'm not even kidding. Why does everyone want to hug you? Uh, well, isn't it obvious? <laughs> I'm tall, six foot two, and I like hugging taller men. Part of me thinks he would be uncomfortable, <laughs> and part of me thinks he likes societal order enough that he would be polite but not like it. A tiny sliver of me thinks he would love it but react with gruffness anyway because he's a cool, logical, grumpy East Coast softy, which is to say not a softy at all, but still kind of a softie. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I think that's your winner. <laughs> I think you're probably right. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but that's, that's basically we true. Been, we've been doing, this is uh, Twilight Zone. We've been doing therapy for five years. I know. And everyone else is our therapist. I know. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever progress? be in the same place as I live in Colorado, but who knows? Love Sean's comedy album, Mr. Pickles, Amber's Liquid Feet Short, and The Immaculata, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. By the way, I watched three episodes of Mr. Pickles. You did, yes. Yesterday. And? It's fucking insane as fuck. It is fuck. so insane. <laughs> but but it's, it's it's, really, you can follow it, though. Yeah. It is funny. It's really dense. Like, the yeah. story is very... I have so many questions for you, but there's so many visual gags, and I wonder... Also, you're, you're named producer. Yeah. Which is, like, it's great. Yeah. That seems cool. <laughs> there's not like a, here's the producer. It's like producer, Sean Conroy. Nice. Well, I mean, that's, there's other people higher than me on the totem pole, and there's other people at the producer level as well. But 
Yeah, because it's such a weird situation where it's not a writers guild show, um, and because I was the head writer, but like that doesn't—that's not a real title, right? Uh, I asked it in isn't? my contract. No, that like the writers guild doesn't have that as a as a level. Right, it's just a thing on SNL. <laughs> right, right. Um, because all those titles in the writers guild mean different pay pay right. levels. If you're a producer, you get a certain amount of money. If you're a story editor, you get a certain amount of money. If you're so I wanted that in case, and I'm not saying this would ever happen, but in case I ever got on a Writers Guild show, I wanted to have producer on my resume right. so that that would instantly be, this is my quote, this right. is the money I want, you know? It's not and a also, Writers Guild show? No. <clears throat> Adult Swim is not a signatory. Interesting. I don't know anything about you. Um, Why is that? It's, because it interesting enough it's to talk about? more expensive to make ah. stuff if you're a guild signatory. Right. Not only do you have to pay more money, you have to pay insurance. You have to pay insurance. But then, so what rights don't you have if you're not? <laughs> I didn't Any. understand that question. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get a show on TV if you're not a signatory? You, I don't even understand how it works, and I may be <laughs> violating the law. I have no idea, or I may get kicked out of the union. I don't know. Um, but. A lot of the basic cable networks. No, we're not don't talking have... about you. We're like, how oh, yeah. do we do it? <laughs> <laughs> Just stumble around in the dark for ten years, and you'll end up with a TV show. But I fucking love this show. I mean, <laughs> when you see stuff, obviously jokes that are clearly Conroy. Yeah. And um, and obviously your voice. Did yeah. you see the um, Bigfoot? Uh huh. I did. That was. That's like I think really my favorite good. one. And the baseball one was really funny too. Yeah. I love and you, you, yeah, you're the announcer for the baseball the team, and baseball. you're Bigfoot. And I'm Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, so check it out, folks. Check out Mr. Pickles. It's dark, but like a lot of I read a couple of the reviews and like the like the uh, the ones that aren't as uh, <laughs> okay um, uh, complimentary <laughs> will go to it's like just too dark for the sake of being dark. Or yeah, but I think I mean there's good stories yeah. and uh, it's you know to me it's the theme is justice. It's a uh, you know that this world is fucked up, but there's still good and there's. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you. I'm glad you get it, you know, because there are people who just go, "This is shit." They're just trying to push the envelope for the sake of being disgusting, and it's right. like, no, no. I told we may have already talked about this, but I told you how my dad sent me an email. Oh, what did he say? He just said, um, "So I was driving the boys back home from school, my right, nephews, right. Um, and." Uh, Jake, who's the oldest, was like, um, yeah, there's the show that's trying to turn people into Satanists and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. And my dad was like, oh, there is? Like, w tell me more. What's the name of the show? <laughs> and he said, oh, it's Mr. Pickles. And my dad said he almost drove off the road because he was like, like such a, like a, a spit take moment yeah. of like Sean Conroy's show is what my nephews are talking about turning people into Satanists. Yeah. Well, there's a whole, there's a whole thing on the internet. There's a petition to get it taken off the air. There's... Uh, a report on the Alex Jones website, uh, I think it's called InfoWars, and some guy did a whole 10-minute video hit piece on how we were proof that the Illuminati actually exists. and that I, I like that the Illuminati would work itself through an adult swim right. cartoon. But that's the whole point. But then why? Because it's so unsuspicious. But no then... one would suspect an adult cartoon. Why do it at all then? <laughs> like... I don't understand the logic. <clears throat> I'm just glad to know that I. Oh, and I posted something on Twitter, or I tweeted something. I twatted twat, twat it out. <laughs> um, <gasps> oh, I have an insane thing to say about Twitter too. Somebody, somebody was like, uh, "I hope the show gets 
I forget exactly how they said it, but they basically said, I hope there's controversy about the show because like, that will help you guys. And I, and I wrote something back to them that said basically what I just said. There's already a report that we are the Illuminati and that we're whatever. Two seconds later, Illuminati was following me on Twitter. Oh, weird. <laughs> they need to like really tone it down a notch. They're being too obvious. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, my strange thing on Twitter. I know we're reading yeah. emails, but... Um, Longest episode ever. Who cares? I don't. <laughs> or he's like... Eh. I kind of do. Um, <laughs> on Friday, I got a follow Friday. You know what those are on mm-hmm. Twitter? Oh, yeah. This is cool. From our dear friend... Yakov Smirnoff. Oh, that's so nice. It was so sweet and so unexpected. But here's what was crazy. I, I should just read it. It was like, Kristen Shaw, me, Paul Reiser, Billy Crystal, Ron Howard. Like, I was like, I, Ron Howard. I insanely did not belong on that list. <laughs> well, you did. And, you did. And Henry Winkler was one of them. And he you know, was, I saw him in an elevator once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He responded like, thanks, Yakov. But I was on that. You the know, response, you respond to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it was just such a surreal. That's really, Did really you cool. No, I responded to all of them saying, uh-huh. where's brunch, peers? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, that was like a fun, it, like it means nothing, but it was still funny. Oh, no, that's nice. great. What a nice thing for him to do. <laughs> I wonder when he'll file a Friday at me. Yeah. Uh, okay, this next one I is called... I can also tell you what Jamie said when I told him. What did he but say? But I'll tell you. Well, wait, I want to know what I said. <laughs> I said something to everybody. You were like, you know, he's single. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to date Yakov. He's lovely, but... No, I'm, I'm all for Jack. I mean, Wadenhopper is the best, but... I just thought that was a funny thing. That said, that for said. the sake of this show, I think our ratings would go up if you started dating Yakov. <laughs> I don't think that he's uh... asking me out. Let's nip this conversation in the bud. Uh, okay, the next one is titled The Long Shit Podcast. <laughs> the subject may have led you to believe that this would be some snarky put-downery of your podcast, yeah, but it is yeah. not. Oh. It was a typo that made me spit-take all over my keyboard. I think, <laughs> I think I and O are next to each other on the keyboard, yeah. right? I have three random tidbits for you. One... At about 49.30 in the Yakov Smirnov episode, Jamie Jamie uses the phrase winning package. Sean is obviously confused, as was I, and says, winning package? And by the way, there's an entire bang there. Then must have understood what Jamie meant because he immediately says, you mean prize. (laughs) It was a It was a tiny moment that you probably don't even remember, but it made me laugh so hard my stomach hurt. Jamie, keep coming up with convoluted terms for common words. Sean, keep calling him out when he does. That's funny. Uh, Two, Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead came up in a recent... I'm going to call her Ayn Rand just because I think that's fun. Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead came up in a recent episode, and Amber quickly dismissed it as a ham-fisted political diatribe that propagates many unhealthy ethical and political ideas. Wow. I, I, I don't know that Amber said it exactly. <laughs> I don't know Verbatim. I, I wish that I was that... Uh, <coughs> Erudite. <no> words. Erudite. <laughs> I can hear your eyes rolling around in your sockets already. I said I'd keep this brief, remember? Don't panic. I can see why Amber said that about the book, and she's definitely not wrong. It's widely thought that the interpretation of the lead character's motives justify a lot of unwholesome and unhumanitarian philosophies that many real-world evil politicians follow. 
The book is widely regarded as a manifesto for those with devious political ambitions. However, it's also been said that Ayn Rand's philosophy <laughs> can, can be viewed from two completely opposing viewpoints. When I read The Fountainhead, and even more so for Atlas Shrugged, which is the way longer, extra brutal companion piece novel, I came away with a completely different perspective. I experienced a beautiful, heart-wrenching, old-school love story weaved into a larger plot about brilliant, passionate, artistic individuals fighting a brutal, bureaucratic, Sisyphean war against the faceless, nameless, sloth-like evil of giant, monolithic governmental bodies and corporations. Was oh. that a lot of adjectives? Yes. Totally <laughs> deserving. <clears throat> and I didn't even comment on her elegant and florid command of the English language. <laughs> Until now. Meta comment. <clears throat> this is the classic story of us few geniuses versus them lots of dum-dums. It's about big, insert corporation of choice trying to stomp the desire to live and create out of all humanity and the small but brilliant minority fighting back. You guys are comedians in L.A. If this isn't the perfect metaphor for all of our artsy careers, then I don't know what is. Signed, Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why bother telling you guys about this? <clears throat> well, first off, because it's really an amazing book, as is the aforementioned Atlas Shrugged. I'm led to believe Sean is a literary dude, and I think he would enjoy <laughs> either of them. It's been a while, but I think a big por portion of Atlas deals with the cargo shipping industry, and there may be some scenes on big boats, Sean. <laughs> Bonus. I think Bonus. Amber might have a different opinion if she read it at this point in her life, but hey, they're long books, didn't like it the first time, might as well go read something new. But secondly, and most importantly, I get the impression that fewer and fewer people are reading for leisure or pleasure nowadays. If you pronounce leisure like an old British guy to match pleasure, it would make a great rhyme and duplet tagline for one of Jamie's wacky beach or jungle or island or Philippine hovel themed comedy shows. <laughs> so if there's even the <laughs> Not me, by the way. Yeah, How did they know about Jamie. my new Philippine hovel? So if hovel there's theme. even the slightest opportunity to give any book at all a positive review, then I do it. Folks of the world, these are good books. You should read them. If you can't devote the time or brain space, or if you just don't like them, then try reading something else. Try Fifty Shades of Grey for all I care. I just want people to read something and not the newspaper, you fools. Worst case scenario, break out the green eggs and ham. Wow. I like to read. So he's pro-reading. <laughs> Three. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, <laughs> Mr. Pickles is amazing. Had me hooked in the first 30 seconds, and it's been brilliant, nonstop, weird fun ever since. Densely packed with funny, badass, and truly disgusting shit. Great job. Thanks for reading this giant email. Love the show. Hate the cops. Rich mm. from Nyack, New York. Also, I know you've had more than enough goddamn limericks, so here's one more. <laughs> Meditation on Aging and Slowly Passing into Death by Rich Bozak. To be read in a doddering old man voice. <clears throat> Let me get my doddering old man voice on. What does doddering mean, exactly? Like, not sturdy on his feet. Oh, wait, that's what I thought, yeah. but I wanted to make sure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> there once was an elderly guy who was cranky and waiting to die. His brain gets refracted and so easily distracted <laughs> that sometimes... At dinner, they forget to bring the cream corn, but I'm nice about it and tell the lady she's a nice Barbara. 
Rich, 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 rich. Um, okay, <clears throat> so this next one, this next e- email is a little weird. Um, it's from our old friend Al, Al Burns, who has written in, I believe he's written in several times before. Um, he wrote us a sketch. Just kidding. <laughs> Can I get a little, uh, fill, fill her up? Or? Jamie, Jamie's getting drunk, by the way. Oh, I'm do not we drunk. all have I mean, parts? Are we, we doing a play? Parts. Oh, shit. And I, I sort of cleaned it up a little bit so that you know which parts are yours. <clears throat> Ooh, I get what to, did it say before? Am I playing Amber? <laughs> am I playing Jamie? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's my motivation. Uh, okay. So this is uh, this is uh, this is the cat the sketch. I want them. Could people email us sketches to act out all the time? That sounds super fun. I think it's a lot of work, but if people want we to, we could just fucking read them. No, Sorry. Work for them. Yeah, but <laughs> if they want to, we could just fucking read them. Sean. Amber. <laughs> uh, Wait, okay. Well, I need some instructions here, some direction. You just read when it's your name. I get that. <laughs> but do I have some sort of character I'm playing? I think it's pretty self-evident as we go. I've through. never seen this show. Just do do make whatever artistic choices you think are appropriate. And okay. Try to, be, <laughs> try to be connected to the character. This is going to be the best. <laughs> Game of Thrones has been the critically acclaimed smash hit that everyone is talking about. Season 5 will include everything you've been thirsting for. <clears throat> Waning loyalty. Why should I call you my king? Your family has never seen bloodshed. While we were fighting to protect our family lines in the Great Castration War, you were hiding on the sidelines and making a fortune selling mini guillotines. I was sabotaging them. I knew those guillotines were too small to be a threat to you. Was I wrong? Uh, ah, no. True love. You cannot marry a cat. You are a king. You must have a son to take your place. I will marry Snowball, and our kittens will rule this land with an iron paw. Mythical creatures. You're no match for my winged lions. Hey, I ain't scared of them. (laughs) (laughs) They just look like birds and lions tied together. Well, in that case, you're no match for my lions with birds tied to them. Ah! Incest. We can't sleep together. You're my sister. We'll have a child with too many recessive genes. Please! You're my only option. My husband fought bravely in the Great Castration War. My old boyfriend fought beside him. My brother-in-law waged war courageously in the Great Castration War. I can't say that line. My mailman fulfilled his duty to the war as well. And that creepy homeless guy who used to comment about my ass. Magic. How did you gain the ability to control fire? Recessive genes. And for the first time in this show, a guest appearance from Harry Potter. (laughs) Well, I can just use a bit of magic to stop these people from killing each other. Patriot, ah! I've been stabbed. My one wish is that no one rapes my dead corpse. You hear that, boys? If we're going to rape him bloody, we'd better do it before he dies. Ah, no, that isn't what I meant. Season five of Game of Thrones, coming eventually. <clears throat> Blackout. Nailed it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, my two favorite things are that you said winged, which is exactly <laughs> what it should have been, and also that Jamie started to turn into a guy from the 40s. Like his character went into... And, oh, and then the Harry Potter character And that was, I couldn't say castration. <laughs> and that you can't... Yeah, that was another one. <laughs> That's how not intimidating I am. I can't even say castration. <laughs> if the whiskey came back to the table, would anyone have a... Okay. Jamie, you don't need any more. Help yourself. I'm not, honestly not drunk at all. I've had one little sip. Help yourself. <laughs> uh, okay. This next one is from Jenny. 
and the topic is Sean's favorite book about a teacher and a question for Mr. Flam. Hi, I'm a teacher in South Central. Love your show. I wrote in asking Amber about clam beaches in San Felipe. Do you remember that? I mm -hmm. remember that. Now I have did a question. Did I answer? Who knows? <clears throat> you did. Okay. Now I have a question for the boys. What is Sean's favorite book, Ray, a teacher? And Jamie, does Hollywood improv do any work at schools? I have a couple of fourth to eighth grade classes that would really benefit from some improv and public speaking, projecting voice, etc. Perhaps Amber could teach dance for a day. Yeah! That's actually a possibility. We just started this cool program where teaching artists come in for a whole day when one of the teachers is out. Since each class has two teachers, it works out well, and the students get a good dose of the arts. Thanks for all you do. Jenny Swan. Oh my God. I would love to do that so much. <clears throat> Seriously. I believe you. Wait, they're in LA? South, South Central. Central. Oh, I missed that part. South Central Ohio. <laughs> um. The Ukraine. <laughs> Could you come in and do some art for us? <laughs> Dancing. Many dancings. Uh, no, the improv doesn't do anything like that that I know of. They but I certainly would. They don't go out of their way to help the community? I mean, every night they're bringing... Uh, smiles to the people. They're bringing drinks to people, and they're drinking beer. Um, no, but um, whether through the improv or not, I think we should the three of us go and teach some classes. I'll Let's talk about connecting. Email her. Email her you back. You can teach improv, Sean. Yeah. You're an improv teacher. Yeah, I, I literally am. No, an improv I mean teacher. you do this. Sean. I, I've done that before. Sean, yeah. you've done it, so things. don't act. I've taught about fourth it. to eighth grade too. Six to eighth. But... You're right. You're not right for the job. <laughs> so Jenny, let's set this up. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to do more um, like teaching of dance and choreography of dance. Mm -hmm. That's something I love it so much. I might as well do it, huh? Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Sean. I'm on board. <laughs> it sounds like we're fighting, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not fighting. Uh, and as far as my favorite book, Ray, teaching, I plugged this book before on the show. In fact, oh. several people have read it and tweeted me about it. I can't recommend it highly enough. If I had the wherewithal and the money and the connections and the copyrights, I would make a movie out of it because Ooh. I think it's amazing. It's called Staggerford, and it's by a guy named John Hassler. And it's about, uh, let's see, the front cover says, The highly acclaimed story of a week in the life of a small Minnesota town and of one man who lives there. And the guy who this book is about is a teacher, a high school teacher. Um, I read it when I was like 22 mm -hmm. uh, and teaching school in the inner city and Whoa. it resonated so hard with me and I've read it several times since then and each time I get more out of it and I, and I just love it. And I was going to read the first paragraph of it, but I, I feel like we're, we're, it's going too long right now, but I will read the, 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 what is it called? The epigraph, the first thing in the quote at the beginning mm -hmm. of the book. Yes, yeah, an epigraph. Is from... <clears throat> Doddering? <laughs> it's from John Cheever. And it says, this is the epigraph that sets the theme for the whole book. And I think it sets the theme for this podcast as well. Oh, why is it that life is for some an exquisite privilege and others must pay for their seats at the play with a ransom of collars, infections, and nightmares? <laughs> um, so check it out and by the way the first day in the book is October 30th we're recording this on October 27th mm. I think that's 
It is January. The, Ill- the, Illuminati, <laughs> the Illuminati is real. And this <laughs> episode comes out a week after the 25th anniversary of my bar mitzvah. <sighs> that goes into the long shot trivia game. <laughs> Trivial deep, pursuit. Deep cut. Long That's a real deep cut. Like, ah, was, okay, never mind. <laughs> what episode Wait, was When did episode 816 come out on the 25th anniversary? Who bought this life? version of Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> Can we just have a regular Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get a sports question. <laughs> Just about Sean in um, college. Yeah. <laughs> Who lived in Wheeler? Uh, okay. This is from, this is another one from Jessica J. Yes. And it says, me like- again this time. Oh, no. Me again. This time, Ray, episode 808, Mailbag of Steel. Hello again. So I've just listened to Mailbag, to episode 808, Mailbag of Steel, which was recorded about a week before I sent my last email. So if you're reading this during another mailbag episode, you might have two from me, unless you got a lot of emails in the past two weeks. Why I feel the need to go into this detail, I have no idea because it's moot. I'm having a Jamie Flam moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, we have two emails from you. Anyways, during this episode, a few things were brought up that I felt the need to respond to, so here I go. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. One, yes, you guys need a P.O. box or something. I'd love to send legit letters and packages to you guys. Whether or not it's in your budget, I don't know, but I went through a weird stationary phase, so it would be nice to use some of it. We've all had a stationary phase. That may not be the best reason for you to get a P.O. box, but I seriously have far too much stationary. I think that's as good a reason as any. Oh, my God. Jessica J. How much is a P.O. box? I think you could probably get one for 15 15 bucks a month or something like that. Um, Two, Amber mentioned, it's fun to know how listeners heard of your podcast, so I thought I'd share. The first podcast I ever listened to was Pop My Culture, actually. And after developing a friend crush on Vanessa Ragland, I She's looked great. for other podcasts where she did a guest spot. So I found you guys in an episode where the topic was furniture, <laughs> and Eddie revealed he goes through a bureau a year. <laughs> As a first-time listener, I picked quite possibly the weirdest episode. <laughs> But I listened to another episode and it went from there. On a side note, can we please have Vanessa on the podcast again? Yeah. I would love to have her back. No. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, No, of course. Three, you guys were talking about how all your fans tend to be depressed and were theorizing why. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel that's such an obnoxious thing for us to do. I I feel like like it's my fault. And I feel the need to weigh in. I feel like all comedians and most true comedy fans are depressed and they deal with it through comedy. Since your podcast is a comedy podcast, your listeners are comedy fans and probably depressed. The reason why, why people bring it up in their letters to you is because you guys seem like you'll respond to it well. Many hosts might crack, crack jokes, but you guys are respectful, so people feel like they can be open. That's just my random theory. And yes, I fall into that category, but I'm doing well. <laughs> we are known as the most respectful podcast in the game. <laughs> but also, though, don't you think that just... People are prone to depression. That's what I was thinking when I was reading this right. before. Was like, isn't that just like everybody a has condition? that? Yeah, and just people are being honest about it, right? Because we talk about that stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it is. It's just part of the the human condition. Uh, some people are prone to pay for their seats at the play with a ransom of collars, infections, and nightmares. I felt attacked in that quote <laughs> <laughs> because you are one of the people from the first half. Of the I think quote. so, yeah. or at least in your perception. But nobody really is, you know? Right. 
I mean, some people probably are. That's why everyone's depressed. Yeah. Four. Sean was obviously enjoying how one letter writer in this ep said they had a crush on all of you. If my last email wasn't clear enough, know this. Oh, wait. Can you read it? Where did we leave off? It's number four. Number four. At the top. Ah. Sean was obviously enjoying how one letter writer in this ep said they had a crush on all of you. If my last email wasn't clear enough, know this. Sean, I totally have a crush on you. Feel the love. Oh, damn. I feel it. <laughs> I'm feeling it right now. What if we're all on the cover of like a teen <laughs> B <laughs> Teen podcast? She has sent any pics or... Uh... Uh, thanks for reading my ramblings. Jessica J, head of the Sean Conroy fan club. Wow. Uh -oh. I didn't even know there was like a fan club. I she might have to fight for that position with... Um... All right, let's not get into that. Uh, by the way, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to put this out to our listeners. Snow in my country. For our Photoshop people to put a, a cover of a teen beat with us on it. I want to see that. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that if we all work together, we can create anything we want. You know what I mean? Maybe that second <laughs> glass of whiskey was a No, I'm idea. totally fine. No, I, to our Photoshop people, like... Uh, I want Photoshop people? Somehow things get made and then sent to us. But to Photoshop uh, the front cover of a teen magazine with our faces on it. That'll be fun. Make it square so we could gram it. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's a, uh, 500 by 500 <laughs> pixels. <laughs> it's probably best. Can you send it as a JPEG and a PDF? <laughs> the PDF. Um, okay. This next one is from George R. Guitari III, who has written us before. And the subject is Ray. We're getting a lot of Rays. Uh, yes. Before we go on, is yeah. it really pronounced Ray? I believe so. I've always thought it was Re, like it's short for regarding. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think it's Ray. I think you're right, but I only heard that recently and it kind of blew my mind. I've never heard that ever. I thought it was Re. No, it's in regards to. Can we, can we look that up? <laughs> Justin, I mean, I think you're Justin, right, but it's, our, it's something our, I wanted to address. Our, uh, we have a new intern. Yeah, we have a new intern. Hey. Wait, Justin, did we find the song, by the way? The song in episode... No, the 806 song about dancing, where we're dancing? Great. Um, <laughs> all right, so let me read this. Okay, the subject is... I thought is, you were still talking about Danny Elf. The subject is Rye episode 808. Rye. <laughs> <laughs> the Mailbag of Steel episode. I uh, listen, Sean, I listen. <laughs> you do. Thanks. <laughs> We're not fighting. <laughs> Thank you, as always, The Long Shot. It's a podcast. Continues to be laugh out loud funny. I used to listen to 20 to 30 podcasts per week. Unemployment and other issues provided me with an abundance of free time. I have since started to try and make something with my own creativity rather than merely live vicariously through my imaginary electronic friends. That's great. However, I quickly discovered that I, like most people cannot write and listen to conversations simultaneously. So I now only have room in my week for about a half a dozen podcasts, and yours is the one to which I most look forward. Oh, so cool. I am fascinated with one of your other listeners' suggestion that you should do more than one episode per week. I suspect that such a feat would drive you all mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then in parentheses, he says, in parentheses he says, more mad? <laughs> Even so, I would really like it if you took that risk for at least one week. Try and put out five shows in one week 
and still not miss the following week's regular shows. I can't afford to donate. See above parenthetical row unemployment. <laughs> Don't change it to row. <laughs> However, I bet if you open this idea up to the rest of your listeners, then you could make a fundraising challenge out of it. Say if you get X dollars by a specific date, then you'll do the five shows in one week. Okay, that's pretty Kickstarter-y. Mostly, I just want you all to have more money, and I hope others will provide, since I cannot. I thought the 808 mailbag intro was hilarious. I am interested whether you think it would be funny to keep doing the intro in that manner, or was it just funny for its novelty? I don't know what that was. Which one was? Is that I, the one that Jamie and I like? Did? No, no, I think it was the one with like a jazzy intro. You, oh, where you I did, did a it different like, voice? Yeah. Well, listen to this next part. <laughs> Regardless, please, Jamie, please stop with the arbitrary, non-proprietary, whatever strikes your fancy that week, grab bag of music. At best, it seems a little OCD. At worst, it feels lazy. Wait, it is like for you, the intro, right? It is like you can't be bothered to just pick something that fits the situation. Just because you have access to a whole box of free crayons does not mean you have to use every single one to make a picture. That's so weird. You usually get compliments on your Oh, he's talking about all the music I pick? I don't know. It's also, I don't, I don't know. I, I want to like talk to this person because he's saying that you're lazy and OCD. Like it feels like those are the opposite ends of the spectrum. And his name is Guitari, so he probably knows a lot about music. Oh. Uh, okay, we got. Row the row. Pronunciation <laughs> of. Oh, it's either one. It says Ray or Re. Fuck yeah! Win win. We are the champions. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't say. Um, but it's Ray. Okay. <laughs> I think this guy, by the way, is talking about just the intro music. You could choose to believe whatever you want. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm, if, if there's one thing I love doing more than anything, it's 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 picking music that I think people will like. <clears throat> uh, all right. Sean, you mentioned on an earlier episode that you've looked into narrating audiobooks. Has anything produ been produced yet? If so, what? Uh, yeah, there are three audiobooks that I've done. <clears throat> I don't really remember the name of any of them. Uh, one, no, one is called Moonflower, and it's a science fiction novel. One is the story of uh, Amber's first period. It's called Rain Child. What's it's it? Moon Child. It is, okay. Yeah, that's not true, by the way. Um, Sorry. One is a, one is a <laughs> book of... <laughs> <laughs> One is a book of Olympic facts. Really? Yes. Did you remember anything? No. I remember that everybody from other countries has incredibly difficult names to pronounce. Mm. That's ethnocentric. <coughs> and yet true at the same time. <laughs> um, For me. And oh, and oh, this is a funny thing about that though. If you, this is going to sound so weird, but you like might be a redneck. Google. <laughs> Something like Hungarian Olympic weightlifter 1972. It's very and I'm just using that as an example. Mm -hmm. Any old Olympic athlete that has like a difficult to pronounce name and you look up their, a pronunciation for it on YouTube, somebody has made all these quick little videos Whoa. where they pronounce people's names, but they do it completely wrong. Like they do it <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Purpose. I've, I've spent hours like, watching those. They make me laugh so yeah, hard. It'd be like... Amber Kenny, Amberkini, Amberkini. It's so fucking funny, and I only found that because I did that audiobook. And then I did a a twelve step, uh, a guy advocating a twelve step program book. Uh, he's a comedian. He's a, a guy that I have met, and I don't remember his name. 
Uh, he lives up in San Francisco. He's a comedian and a, and a slam poet. Very nice guy. Very talented. <clears throat> and sober. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I won't. So that's what's been produced. Amber. Yes. Yay, Amber, smiley face. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Overall, I agree with many of the other commenters. The long shot just keeps getting better. I now wait in eager anticipation of the next mailbag episode to see how much of what I just wrote becomes moot. Like all of those folks that made references to the schmo that jumped ship at the end of season six. I don't even remember that, but I do like ships. I also like how often people are saying moot. Well, this is Ray Moot. <laughs> um, oh, and then at the end he says, as always, if I did not want my full name read, then I would not have provided it. Huh. George R. Guitari Third. What, what were you, you going to say? Um, I'm, it's off topic. We've done enough tan tangents. I should. It's moot? Off. Yeah, it's moot. It's hella moot. What was it, though? What are <laughs> characteristics of a Hungarian person? Like, what's a stereotype like, of a they Hungarian? They like paprika. Okay. And they have a huge handlebar mustache. Well, because... Um, They're swimmers. Hungary is very big on swimming. Okay. That's not a joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. No, I'm being serious. Look, backtrack to the paprika. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to say paprika. Can I tell you why I was asking? Yeah. Um, because there's a parking attendant at my work. I don't park in that parking lot because no, I, I wouldn't can't, either. No, I can't pay for it. I right. park far away for free parking. But um, he's very sweet and he knows everyone by their ethnicity. Like he'll like one of my coworkers who's kind of my boss. She's from Italy and he'll always be like Italian lady is here. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Um, anyway, in the break room the other day, talking to other coworkers, somebody was like, so you're Hungarian. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, the parking guy thinks you're Hungarian and describes you to everyone as the Hungarian girl. Oh, weird. So I don't know what about me makes him think I'm Hungarian. You know what it is? I swim so much. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love paprika. You're crazy. No, there was a picture in the 70s uh, named Al Hrabowski, uh -huh. and he was Hungarian, and his nickname was the Mad Hungarian. And he really <laughs> did have like a big twirly villain handlebar mustache, so... I took delight in it. I just I didn't know what it from. meant. I'm mostly Polish. That's close. I don't That's know. That's something that a Polish person would say. <laughs> yeah. Hungarian? Maybe. My my grandma's an orphan. I don't know what I am. Um, Classic right. well, I'm glad we figured that out. No, we should figure out what Hungarian stereotypes are so, yeah, we, can, I think so we can fight against them. Yeah. Well, right up what you have... <laughs> in the next mailbag. Yeah. Your Please write about. us a limerick ray <gasps> Hungarian <laughs> stereotype. Like, what the hell are I they know. talking about? I know. About? I always forget what we've talked about. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I, that that is actually fun though when I go back and listen to an episode yeah. and I don't remember anything. Not a thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Hi guys. In the latest mailbag episode, Amber said she likes knowing how people find the podcast. So I thought this might be a good reason for me to write in. Yes. Oh, this is from Elaine, by the way. I've been wanting to email you for years, but I've been really good at putting it off. Anyway, I started listening to podcasts a few years ago when my husband and I moved to Los Angeles from Hawaii in 2010. I didn't know anyone in town and was feeling a little down due to, one, money issues, two, feeling homesick, three, adjusting to life in L.A. The move was also just temporary because we were only there for my husband's schooling, three years at USC Law School, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to go about Tell setting me. down roots. Trojan. One night we were watching Conan and Mark Marin was a guest. I liked him and my husband suggested <laughs> I check out his podcast. This sounds like I'm reading it like Penthouse Forum. 
my husband suggested I check out his podcast, which he was already familiar with. So I started listening to Marin and became a huge fan. I had never really listened to podcasts before, but it was a natural fit to being in L.A. I could listen on the bus or walking down the street while doing laundry, etc. And a lot of the references were local and helped to familiar- familiarize myself with L.A. So I saw WTF live a few times and became familiar with Eddie. But it wasn't until Marin and Eddie did a show together at the Ice House, which was awesome, that I became a real Eddie Pepitone fan. That evening I went to see Marin, but I came away a huge Eddie fan. Uh-huh. After that, I started. And we come in. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting there. She's really giving us the play-by-play. After I, that, I, I started. I do not know where this is going, by the way. After that, I started looking around to get more Eddie, and I found your podcast. At that point, I had listened to a lot of podcasts, but yours quickly became a favorite. Wow! It's actually been my all-time favorite po- podcast for the past couple of years now. On the other hand, I've stopped listening to WTF, except occasionally. I went to one of your live shows once at Sean's apartment, but I don't think I said two words to anyone while I was there, although the experience was really cool for me. I've also seen Sean perform several times when he recorded his album at UCB, when he performed at the Hollywood Improv, at the evening hour with Sean Conroy, and at an improv show. Thank you for coming to all those. What a sweet. I was also there when Eddie's documentary premiered in LA and saw you guys in the theater. I moved back to Hawaii last year, but I go back to LA every few months for work. When I'm in town, I try to check out shows if they happen to coincide with my visit. I also work at home now, so podcasts are definitely a good thing for my lifestyle. I guess this is the part of the email where I write about each of you individually. As a a 30-year-old female who has had plenty of office jobs, I relate to Amber for the most basic reasons. I don't see why. (laughs) As a quiet person who is also known for mumbling, feels off track, wants to improve, etc., I relate to Jamie. Sorry if those were all negative. Mumbling is actually a a, a very uh, positive word. (laughs) Sean reminds me of my husband a lot. The way he dresses, his beard, his stature, his voice, etc. Another crush? I used to to work in publishing as a writer, so I also relate to Sean's penchant for correcting grammar. I'm also jealous of Sean's head writer gig, but a huge congratulations to you, Sean, for this well-deserved success. Even though I came to the podcast because of Eddie, I stayed because of you three. Mm. Even before he left the show, my favorite episodes were the ones with just you three. I still love Eddie. I listen to his new podcast sometimes, and I still go to his shows when I can. Unfortunately, I've never seen Amber or Jamie perform their own stuff, but I hope to rectify that when I can. I have seen some stuff on YouTube, which was fun. Anyway, sorry this email is so long. I guess it's a long time coming. Thanks for doing a wonderful podcast. And I hope it keeps going for a long time. Listening to the long shot always makes me laugh and brightens my day. Aloha, Elaine. That was the sweetest. I know, Elaine. It's pretty long, though. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, it's always so nice to I read know, these things, it's you know? Great. Um, Wait and I feel like what happens. Sorry, what were you mumbling? None. <laughs> I just like how much he giggled to himself. Uh, <laughs> I want to know what it was. No, it happens too much. Jamie, what were you mumbling? Uh, no, it's like it's literally like you know the joke is way gone now, which has not stopped me in the past. Yeah. But um, comedy rule number one, improv rule, is uh, comedy number one rule, <laughs> improv rule. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, never like go for the joke. Get in a foreign country. Oh. What did you say? (laughs) 
what's comedy rule number one improv rule? <laughs> Never go for the joke. Right. No. Comedy is not about jokes. <laughs> comedy I'm just, glad you. I'm glad you know that rule. No, the we literally would be in the break. We were talking about that. How the comedian should write jokes. <laughs> comedians should. I agree. I think comedians should write. Not jokes. enough comedians write jokes. They just have attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it, guys. God. <laughs> okay, so this next one is from Regina. Oh, was she? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was somebody named Regina was supposed to come today and sit here and watch us do a <laughs> podcast. Right. She was in town from Kansas City, um, but she didn't. The traffic was too much, so she didn't come. But maybe this is from her. I don't know. If it's if it is, thank you. If not. Thank Get you to out. the other Regina. <laughs> yeah. Is there some references to Casey's world famous barbecue? No. Yeah, then we will never find out. Um, this email is is entitled The Long Shot Podcast Drinking Game. Uh-oh. I think we should play right now. <laughs> I think we already played. Uh, yes, that's right. You have inspired a drinking game. Drink every time Sean says, God damn it, Jamie. <laughs> I don't think you've said it this episode. So people would be sober. Oh. Um, drink every time Sean responds to Amber stating a friend's name with, I know, insert name, <laughs> i.e. Jessica. Uh, drink every time when one of the boys mentions a, woman na- a woman's name and Amber <laughs> says, hello. <laughs> drink every time Jamie says, whirlwind. Whoa, they'd be sober this whole episode. Drink so every time Jamie refers to making out or kissing as Frenching. Just drink every time if and when Eddie visits again or when listening to old episodes, Eddie says in a hushed voice, those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And that's how you play the low show Poe drinking game. Yeah, everyone would be sober right now. I want to express how much laughter and smiles you bring to my life. I typically listen to you in the privacy of my home, but now have a new job in which I commute on BART. Yes, I'm in the Bay Area. I told myself not to ever listen to your podcast in public because I knew what would happen, and today it did. I was listening to episode 807, damn funny, and burst out laughing and snorted loudly on the BART train. (laughs) Holy shit, I know I looked and sounded like a crazy woman. Ironically, one of my coworkers was in the next car and was watching me and said that I looked so happy throughout my entire commute (laughs) that it inspired her. I told her that was due to the low show poe. Oh, Sean, you made me so happy a few weeks back in Alex's farewell episode when you were talking about watching TV back in the day and said something about a show being on WPIX. And immediately I started shouting out loud, picks, 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 picks in conjunction with you. (laughs) Too funny. I'm still programmed from hearing that after school in the late 70s, early 80s. I'm from the suburb of Manhattan known as New Jersey. Of course, (laughs) all of your West Coast colleagues had no idea what you're talking about. Jamie, I love every time you talk about Northern Cali. I've lived in Oakland from 1990 to 2000 and then moved back to the Bay Area in 2007, where I remain. In the time I was gone, many of my friends bought places in Guerneville, so I go there frequently. I love Sonoma and the Russian River. Also, I love that you talked about cold pricklies and warm fuzzies. Mm. I also grew Mm. up with that philosophy as a youngster. But most of all, I love when you talk about having sex with your sleeping bag... (laughs) And when you and your guy friends all showed each other your dicks on prom night. <laughs> Hilarious. I forgot that, that that's out in the world, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this is from somebody you know, Amber. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I should have I should have put Regina? the last name. Amber, my darling sister, I remember back around 2006 when my friend John Mulrooney was performing at Glen <gasps> Ivy, his spiritual stand-up or oh. church with a two-drink minimum, and said you, you said you were interested in being a comedian. I thought to myself, oh, that poor girl. The entertainment business is so brutal, it will crush her. But look at you now. I love what you're doing. I love Liquid Feet, and I love this podcast. I'm really excited for you. You are taking big, actionable steps to do what you love. That is inspiring. And finally, I love all your stories from Glen Ivy. By the way, I have several Captain Closet stories myself. <laughs> I think there's a ghost portal in that room. Ugh. Part of why I haven't written or donated until now is that a super crappy dark cloud had moved into my life a few years ago. Both my parents got very sick. My best friend has cancer. I lost my relationship with my brother. I was laid off and unemployed for over a year, and we lost Glen Ivy, which was the home of my heart. Life has been fucked up. But as life always does, things change. I now have an amazing job working for UC Berkeley, in which Amber's mom's glowing recommendation was instrumental in helping me oh, to obtain. Oh, that's so awesome. And I found love again. I met a man who respects, loves, and adores me more than I've ever known in my life. So things are returning to balance for me. And as a result, I have finally donated to you. Again, the Low Show Poe brings me such happiness. I haven't found a single podcast that makes me laugh as hard as you guys. Sorry to say, I'm not down with Eddie's solo venture. <laughs> I know it's been said before, but you guys really impact a lot of other people by bringing us happiness and laughter. You brighten my life, and for that, I am grateful. Keep it up. Thank you. XOXO. Regina, P.S., would love to see you, Amber, if you ever travel to the Bay Area. Definitely. We have a guest room that you're welcome to stay in. Oh, she's great. You I know mean, who it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, that's that so, so sweet. Yeah. Uh, it blows me away, you know? It's incredible. Uh, no, I mean, it blows me away that she thinks there's a ghost portal in the captain's <laughs> <closet>. <laughs> Because we all know ghosts don't exist. Uh, no, that's so that's nice. So... And I'm so glad things have turned around for yeah. her, you know? It's, um, yeah, it's cool to have other people talk about Glen Ivy. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's weird that it went away and i think it was weird for a lot of people and hard it, yeah. it was like a a home yeah even if we didn't live there it was a home yeah yeah i mean my parents are talking about moving away from where they live and i i feel like that's going to be so weird for me yeah it is because even now i think of their house as my home right i have a home i've had but you're going back home many homes for, for yeah but i'm gonna what? go home for thanksgiving yeah i'm not going home for thanksgiving okay uh what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> you guys need somewhere to go you come over i swear to god the flams are hosting thanksgiving and you guys are both invited how fun would that be we'll see it would be fun but i don't <laughs> think i'm gonna be able to go i think i'm going to san diego but What's in san diego what about nothing i just like the town what about christmas there's a Hanukkah thing. <clears throat> Have yourself a merry little flam mass. I'm orphaned again this Christmas, I think. Well, let's do something together. I don't even do okay. anything. Um, no Thanksgiving, I think, fuck San Diego. <laughs> all right, we'll see. Hello, all. It's Maggie again. <laughs> I don't really know if you guys got my email address when I submit a message directly on your website, so I figured I'd shoot a message from my email account. This way, you can send me an address to which I can send whiskey. And your address won't be all over the internet. Plus, I won't do anything weird with your address, which should go without saying, but I suppose it's probably best to clarify. Looking forward to being a whiskey fairy soon. That is so nice. I know. And I will tell you, I immediately sent Maggie <laughs> my address. 
<laughs> I waited not one second to we email her back. We are drinking from the bottle right now. No, we aren't. Um, but I'm sure we will at some point. Oh, and there's also the, I, the, the matter of the fact that Jeff, one of our listeners, sent 80 bucks in cash like a year ago that I still have. In an envelope? Yes. That's insane. But he sent it. It got to me. And he, he sent it because he wants us to buy a bottle of whiskey, drink the whole thing during an episode, and then pay for Jamie's cab ride back to his house. I don't know and if I want to do that. I'm just fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys, yeah. Car accident city. <laughs> um, That'd be the worst city. Car accident city? <laughs> we basically no, live thank in car accident Worst case scenario, we move to car accident city. <laughs> but we're taking the bus, okay? I got in a bus accident once. Really? Yeah. I didn't what know happened? that happened. Uh, it was when I was a freshman in high school. Uh-huh. And there was always a... One day a year that was called, I think it was called Interdisciplinary Night or something like that. Sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, high school was great. Rev Um, your engines. (laughs) But you had to, it was basically you had to go do some cultural event in New York City. Uh So I think it was a good thing. So you went to the circus. No. Although I should have. No, I I was going to go see a Broadway play. Which one? With a bunch of my classmates. Oh, this is such an upsetting story. Um, I don't remember what play it was, but I was my parents were going to drop me off in the Bronx, and I was going to get on the bus and take the bus down to Times Square. And I think I really didn't want to take the bus. Mm. I don't know if I was scared or I'd had bad experiences or something, but I was. I remember being really upset to the point where I was almost having a temper tantrum Mm -hmm. or like crying or something and my parents were both fucking furious at me and they were like you're taking that bus you're going down there so i got on the bus and as we're going down broadway the bus hit a taxi oh shit and now i was like 40 blocks from the show and the bus wasn't going anywhere because there was just a big accident which i've never seen in new york city since then you know living there for 14 years i never saw anything like that. I'm sure it happened, but so I had to like figure out how to get on the subway and go down and you know, it was just a it was a nightmare. But isn't there a molester involved? That was a different story. Yeah. Maybe that's was. why I didn't want to go on the bus. Again. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Maybe that was what I was afraid <laughs> of. By the way, I told my mom about that. Or I told I told my brothers about that story with my mom there. And I was saying how those guys thought it was such a big joke that this guy had tried to molest me. And my mother was like horrified. She was like, "Absolutely not." We that was one of the worst. Mo- like she, I had like misperceived their right. reaction somehow. Well, and sometimes people make jokes to I deal. with I think that's pain. probably what it was. I've never done that. But no, me other neither. People have. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next one is from. Who's it from? Scott. Oh, this is Scott down in Australia. Oh. Right down should, under. Should Jamie read it? Oh, please. Please, 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 just listened to episode 88, the mailbag of steel episode, in which someone mentioned their etymology. Story of how they came to listen to the show. 
I can track the progression. <laughs> oh, it's getting worse. Um, <laughs> I can uh, track the progression, low show power pro, of what led me to finding you back more than 20 years. I'll try to be concise. 1990, a song named Epic blew my mind, and this began my obsession with Faith No More. This is really deep. <laughs> I'm starting with Faith No More in 1990 and ending up with the Long Shot Podcast in 2014. Wait to see how we're yeah. tied. With the bridges. I bought the back, back albums and followed soy projects, including Mr. Bungle, Mike Patton's. Did you say soy projects? <laughs> soy, soy projects. Including Mr. Bungle. Mike Patton's a pretty funny guy. 2000. Mr. Bungle came to Australia and played in Brisbane. I didn't live here yet. Br- Brisbane, they say. Brisbane. I was living in Townsville, about 16 hours drive north of Brisbane, and couldn't afford to make the trip, but a friend did. He, told, <laughs> he didn't he, even go. He told me about a comedian who opened up for them named Neil Hamburger and described oh. his set. Apparently, most people hated him and were booing for him to get off the whole time. It sounded amazing. 2010. I joined Twitter in 2009, but didn't really get it. Then I noticed people posting stuff that was funny and thought, I bet comedians have funny tweets. Who's a comedian I could follow him? And I remembered my friend telling me about Neil Hamburger. Up to this point, I'd never really gotten into comedy. I'd bought a Monty Python double cassette and a couple of bottom VHS tapes. Rick Mayall and Adrian Edmondson. <laughs> I enjoyed The Simpsons Wait, and saw him. Bottom? What? what? Bottom oh, VHS tapes? I think it's a reference. We don't know. Maybe it means like bottom of the barrel, like sale. Or maybe it's about the character from Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> right. Oh, probably. Or maybe it's about butts. <laughs> I enjoy the Simpsons and Seinfeld. <laughs> oh. uh, and watched a bit of David Letterman, but never really thought about comedians as a thing. So I started following Neil Ambiger. Then he started something about doing a show with Tim and Eric. I'd never heard of them, but I started following them, just trying to spice up my Twitter feed. One day, Tim Heidecker recommended a book called Zombie Spaceship Wasteland by an author named Pitt Oswalt. It was looking, I was looking for something to read, so I, I downloaded... Like I want a diagram of this whole I thing. Know. I was looking for something to read, so I downloaded it and started reading. Not even close to us. About halfway through, I thought... This by now, it's 2011. <laughs> I'm Faith a, No More is back together. <laughs> reunion tour. <laughs> About halfway through, I thought, this guy is an awesome writer. I wonder if he's written anything else. About halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) So I Googled him and was surprised to see he was that guy from the United States of Tara and that he was an actor and comedian and that he wasn't just an author. So I started following Patton and he recommended a web series called Puddin. And there was a guy in there who was hilarious. So I Googled him. Blah, blah, blah. The long shot. And I've been in love ever since. (laughs) I think we're missing some details. Yada yada, like when it's actually us. But by the way, I want to do a web series parody of Putin uh-huh. called Putin. <laughs> it's just Putin in an office being horrible to people. Do they still make that? I don't know. Yeah. I traced it all the way back to Epic because it was my introduction to quote unquote alternative art. Even though it reached number one in the Australian charts, it was a turning point in my tastes and it led me to a path that showed there was a world beyond what was on TV. That's so cool. Well, yeah. that was self indulgent. Thanks for keeping me on, keeping on. Kind regards, Scott. That's so great. I mean, that's like a 25-year journey. I know, but I like it. I like it. Um, I like the detail. Instead of just being like, uh, I heard about you on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, thank you, Scott. And uh, 
you know, throw another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Offensive. Foster's. <laughs> Australian for beer. <laughs> no, he posted a thing on Facebook recently. I forget what it was. It was like he posted a picture of a flower and it looked really cool and I liked it. And then underneath it, it said, if you like this, I will send you. It was like some Facebook cause thing. And it was like, if you like this, I'll send you a flower that you should paste on your, you know, Facebook page. For what cause? I don't remember. But FTD. He, like, do remember flowers? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody remember the laughter? <laughs> um, but so I liked it. And he Facebook messaged me and was like, are you doing that just because you like the flower? Or do you really want me to send you a flower? And of course, I didn't respond to that. You know, there's a place in the valley, I think it's called Conroy's Flowers. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, it's, oh. a, it's a chain. You oh. didn't know that's what my family does? I didn't. Yeah. Oh. That's what he does. Yeah. Oh. In the daytime on the forest. That's why there are all these flowers. That explains no flowers here. Yeah. I get it. Like Keep the work at work, right? Okay. This next one is from Nick, and it says proms and shit. Amber. Yes. Eight miles <laughs> is way impressive. Thank you. I did 13.1, son. Yes. Sean, I'm getting gloaty. You don't have to go to prom. I didn't. Couldn't deal. Jamie, what kind of America hating crap are you trying to spew? <laughs> it's carrots and peas, not carrots and Steve, damn it. All right. Nick. What what was that? Um something like the AB Steves. It was the it was the AB Steves, not AB Steves. Too long on that. Here's another email from George R. Guitari the Third. He's got a great name. You gotta admit. Uh, and the subject is an apology. Uh-oh. In my previous email, I criticized Jamie. <laughs> While I do stand by my opinion regarding <laughs> the music, I also recognize that I could have expressed it more politely. I usually try to wait and reread and rephrase such emails before I send them, and that time I just did not give my words due diligence. So, Jamie, I am sorry that I was rude to you. George R. Guitari III. We're having like entire... I know. Apology accepted. two emails from two different people. And now this next one is another one from Nick. Really? Yes. Uh, The subject is the Chanel number five episode. Oh, that was a super recent one. Kill Gareth. The Chanel number five episode clearly should have been named the Party Crew episode. (laughs) The email tab still doesn't work. I'm still no Bill Gates, but I don't know. I helped a state senator keep her website updated once upon a time. I'm a miserable fuck in constant existential crisis. I am your people. Yes. Uh, Nick. That's my favorite email so far. <laughs> By the way, we have um, a listener Yeah. Um, named Jake from Chicago. He's, he's in a band. They're really good. But um, he's a web developer by day. He is uh, helping redesign our website. Awesome. I, we, we don't know what it's going to look like yet. but uh, You sent us that template, though. But I think we're going to go with that template. That looks really cool. And um, anyway, so wheels are moving. Yeah. So in two years, in two years, we should have, you know. I didn't know what she meant by email tab. It still doesn't work, though. I think if you push, it says email us. There's a button. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> How do we... <laughs> So how are these people emailing us? They're, they're, they're looking sending it to up info the at the longshotpodcast.com. 
Instead it's of just it's one extra step. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, but it's, just take down the button, I guess, if it's not going to do anything. Right. I just didn't even know about the button thing. I should read these emails before. You're so about buttons. You're always talking about buttons these days. Oh yeah. How, to, how are the buttons? You know what? Doing? That fucking shirt. That stupid one. <laughs> by the way, and I'm, I'm mostly over it, but <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> But I finally put it on, and it's got those roll-up sleeves where there's like a little flap that comes out, so you can. Uh-huh. I hate that. I'm not feel, the biggest fan, but um. I feel like you wear those. I do wear. I guess. Uh, so you are the biggest <laughs> fan. <laughs> I have one shirt like that, and it drives me crazy. But they require buttons. Yeah. I think for it's that shirt, conspiracy. they took the button off the sleeve and yeah, put it on the. Because I rolled it up. It was last night. It was time to roll up, and then there's no button there. You should take it back and say, can you put buttons on the sleeves? No, it's going to cost him $300. Out of principle, <laughs> I'm never going back there. Um, all right. This next one. Oh, we got an email from Inna, our friend from Estonia, who Hello. is <laughs> who is a very talented <laughs> artist. Um, she sent an email that says, happy Halloween. In and- other news, heels on wheels is terrifying and it was a picture of, I, you know, you can't see it on here, but it was a picture of a stiletto-heeled roller skate, which just seems insane. Like it was a tall wheel at the back and then a short wheel at it the front? It was one wheel at the back. No, no, no. It was literally a stiletto shoe, a stiletto-heeled mm-hmm. shoe with one wheel on the back under the stiletto heel and two wheels in the front right. under the... That seems insane to me. Yeah, it doesn't seem... You would wear those? You're saying you would wear those? <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> I can't take them off. I can't believe you haven't fallen yet. But then the other thing she's... Wait, what, why did she bring that up? <clears throat> just because it's Halloween and, I don't know, stream of consciousness. <laughs> okay. By the way... But she also no sent way. the final version <gasps> of Lo Show Poe Conundrum, which is fan fiction she's That's been so working opera. on. You guys have to read it. It's how does it I end? Wait. It's are amazing. We, I don't want to okay give it away. Then? By the way, we're going to start posting on this brand new website that's coming out in the next two years. All <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> all fan fiction. Yeah, all these pictures, all these things that kind of just exist in our inbox will have a home that people can see. If she was okay with it, we got to find a way to get that out to people. I don't know how, but we should publish it. It's <laughs> so hilarious and weird and crazy and, like pictures. and the artwork is amazing yeah it's 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 something it's something um okay next email is from ingrid this should be good <laughs> and it's called how to talk with the podcast famous um social skills are tricky but we've sussed out the common situations by the time we're 20 to 30 years old. Then new ones pop up and we don't know how to handle it. Thanks, Sean, for the lesson on episode 810 on how to interact with people we are fans of. When nervous and maybe a little starstruck, having a few rules to fall back on will help the dialogue go a little more smoothly. But please give those of us who haven't learned a little slack. I'm betting many of your fans have iffy social skills to begin with. Ingrid but you already knew that. Shush, let me formally introduce myself anyway. Um, do you remember what she's yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. What? You had like two encounters in the same week mm-hmm. where people like had like spoke to you for an hour or a half hour. And then at the very end when they were going to leave, they were like, by the way, I'm a really big fan. And you were weirded out by the fact that they, it was like the conversation was under false I don't pretenses. think that's what she's talking about. 
I think so. I think she's talking about the time I was I was saying, if you're a fan of somebody, that's great. Tell them you're a fan. Say hello. Buy them a drink. But don't be an asshole. What was the asshole part? I, I don't even want to get into it. I mean, I, I feel like, I think she's really being sincere. I don't think she's, because yeah. Yeah. at first I read it and I was like, oh, I guess I must have sounded like a prick when I was talking about this. Um, especially, especially the idea that it's podcast famous, like that's a funny yeah. concept to me, but I think she's really being sincere and saying thank you for, but I'm really not talking about that. I'm talking about like, I've just had one specific experience recently where somebody will not leave me alone, comes up to me all the time and says, and very firm handshake, looks me right in the eye and tells me what a good job I did and thinks I'm great and- <laughs> Listing up things that people this is all would tell great people so to do, like shake their hand, make eye contact, tell them they did great. But it's like, like they, that's like in a book of how you interact me in with people. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like this person read that book oh. and is being a robot about it, uh, and then you disconnected. know, <laughs> not even disconnected. Just like I, I don't know how to explain it. I wish I could. I wish I could give more details. I know what you mean, but it's just like. It happened. It happened last night. I was at I was at a bar that I go to near a place that I work sometimes, uh, a bar Is called it? Birds near UCB. Right. <laughs> and I was just I was, I was sitting at the bar by myself, watching the football highlights, talking to the bartenders, perfectly happy. And this person came in and was like, "Handshake, good job, great job tonight. Good to see you. How are things? What's going on with you? What are you up to?" And like, was there for fifteen fucking minutes. And kept saying, okay, well, I guess I should probably leave you. Oh, one more thing. I think blah, 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 blah. Well, anyway, I better get going. Oh, did, one more thing. I And I'm just like, get the think? fuck away from me. Huh? What did they think? <laughs> what do they think about what? I don't know. Well, did they want something from you? Yes. Ultimately, yes. Because I, of course, get that. Yeah. But what do you think they wanted from you? Like, are they a student at UCB? Uh, yes. Got it. The one by whatever. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get into too many details. I, 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 I. But that's. I think that's a big thing. Are they truly a fan, and that's it? And like, no, no, no. I, I, that I believe is I, sincere. I truly believe in all human interactions. People <clears throat> could pick up whether you um, sincerely care about them or you want something from them, and it it has a different. Value. I thought you were going to say something else, which oh. is why I pointed at you. I know, you, and then you're, you got you're about really to be, out. You're about to be right, and then you were totally wrong. <laughs> uh, no, you, what it is is like, it's fine to come up and give somebody a firm handshake and tell them you, you are, think they're great. You sound like, the way you're saying it is, it sounds like to you a firm handshake is like pissing on somebody's <laughs> shoe. <laughs> <laughs> You're like it's fine if you want to give someone a well, firm like, handshake. Here's Make what your it is. hand limp. <laughs> Let it fly. <laughs> no, here's what it is. It's like when Jamie says the words "world famous," uh-huh. he gives it a spin. Anytime he says the word the words "world famous," he goes, "The world famous." You know, we're here with the at the world famous improv. The world famous, like. It's like he's putting it on for effect. Uh, and the way this guy shakes hands, he's doing it hard for effect. Uh-huh. You know, it's not just like a friendly handshake. Right. It's like, I want to blow this guy's mind by how hard right. I shake his hand. And I just, I, I find that irritating. No, I think actually we, we're making sort of the same point, but you 
vehemently disagreed with me for some reason. No, I did um, not. I did not. Okay? Don't say that I did. I did not vehemently disagree with you. But, um, but like, there's a, a different quality when it's... Um, Sincere. Well, and also, it's sort of what Jamie talks about in comedy all the time, and this is going to really upset you, but, like, there's a difference in a performer <laughs> or a person interacting with you when the end goal is just connection versus like wanting something like that guy wants to either impress you or wants you to get him a spot in an improv team or whatever it is. Um, you sense that. And there's something icky about that, I think is what you're saying. That's part of it. But the thing like that he's I, like manipulating, thing that he's I, trying to manipulate the, the conversation instead of just like, Hey, I'm a person and you're a person and let's be people. The thing that I thought you were going to say, uh-huh. which you didn't, because if you had said it, you would have been right. you're furious about No, that. if you'd said this, you would have been dead on. Um, <laughs> not that your point is invalid. I think it's partially <laughs> valid. But what I was going to say is he doesn't pick up on social right. cues. Yeah. There's that exists like, everywhere. Nice to see you. I'm here. I'm, I'm clearly by myself. checking my watch and yeah, tapping and he my just, just keeps on going. Just keeps yeah. on going and going and going. There's a lot of And I have like tremendous that. difficulty... Being, I know this is not on brand, but I have tremendous difficulty being rude or mean or insensitive to somebody like that. You Sean, know? and wasn't it worse though when when they you see that they recognize it and like they'll say like I know I'm gonna get out of here in a second like so you're you have you're cognizant that you're aware of that and then you keep going. And I for, swear to God, it happened four times. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you do whatever you were doing before I came in. But oh, one more thing. I have blah 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 blah. blah. Was he doing a Colombo impression? Uh, yes, he was. He also <laughs> shook my hand every time he said he was you leaving. hate shaking hands. <laughs> I'm telling you, he would go, okay, I'm going to get out of here and shake my hand. And then, uh, okay, we're done with the shaking of hands. Right. Why do we have to do that over <laughs> and over again? I sound like Larry Daly. Like, we're we're done that. with the shaking of hands. Why do we get, you know? Hot tip fans, don't shake Sean's <laughs> no, hand. No, and I feel like that's what it's it. coming across as. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine I'm, with people saying hi or whatever. I'm being funny. I get No, you're not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, can I more whiskey? Yes. <laughs> All right. Just a well, this bit. feels like a good place to take a break. So we will do that and we will be back with a segment that we like to call. The snort wasn't me. It that was, was never Jamie. me. No, no, no. It was Jamie. Why would everyone. Because there's been letters written in that are like, I love when Amber snorts. Oh. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> snort. No, they love when you snort cocaine. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I've never done that. You should. I should or shouldn't? Mm hmm. That's classic Amber. What are you doing? Well, topping it off. You know what I'm saying, man? You know, we're, we got another third of the, the show. The way you said that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Wayne Fetterman, and you're listening to the Long Shot Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are back. You are listening to the long shot. It's going to be used, isn't it? <laughs> it episode. is a whiskey mailbag episode. Um, Jamie is face down on the floor right now. But we'll wake him up for his parting shot. Do not shake his. It's time for a segment Another called Just <laughs> Parting Shots. Okay. Amber, let's start with you. Sure. Uh, you know what? Let's start with me. Okay. I didn't know we were doing this, so. By the way, why did you say sure? Um, <laughs> okay. Here's my parting shot. 
um, and it's two things. One is I was watching, I, I don't like the way people misappropriate words. I was watching Fox Sports News, or it was a commercial for Fox Sports oh, News. You were this is not on Fox, Fox News. News. No, no, this is a different network. I was watching a game, and they had a commercial. You're basically like a sponsor. Like you're- Fox is great. <laughs> you're like com- I'm not saying anything, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you're a sponsor. <laughs> You're so articulate tonight. <laughs> no, I was watching a game, and they had a commercial for Fox Sports News, and their their selling point was this is what they said. This was the terminology they used. We have reporters embedded with over fifty five teams around the country. Like embedded? you have reporters embedded with fifty five teams. What the fuck is that? That's what you say when you're in a war. Like these people, yeah. they're embedded because these people are protecting them. Yeah. If you have a reporter, he's just reporting on a team. He's not right. embedded. He's not living with them and and sleeping with them. I mean, I, it just right. it, it was such a weird use of that term, mm-hmm. and it really upset me. In case you didn't realize that, the NBA season starts tomorrow. I know. I'm very excited. Yeah. Knicks play the Bulls. First game. Knicks aren't going to be very good. Uh, there's always hope. There's well, always no, hope. Phil Jackson, I believe in him more than anyone. <clears throat> Lakers, I don't know. Anyway, Lakers are going to be horrible. This will be, be the label. Kobe are, Bryant is a disaster. All those. Are, I'm a biggest Kobe fan. Yeah, he turned some. Of people course, off. you're you're a homer. I'm a homer. Um, but the statistics are not good. But I think they're over like stated. A lot of people are coming to his defense right now. They're wrong. They're not wrong. What do you think, Amber? Are they wrong or right? Mm-hmm. This is our annual sports episode. Um, and then here's the other one I saw. I watched. I want to ask you guys about this. It was a commercial for a new show called Master Chef Junior <laughs> with, uh, who's the British guy? Gordon Ramsay, is that his name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's got a show now where eight, eight to 14 year old kids I'm in. are cooking. <laughs> It's a competition. Who, I'll who watch gets it to be every time and cry every time? Who gets to be Master Chef Junior? <laughs> By the way, I found myself tearing up the other night at The Biggest Loser, and I felt like the Fuck biggest yeah, loser. You will. <laughs> but Master Chef Junior wins a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. I, okay. Sorry. Hold on. So I like that it's called Master Chef Junior because it sounds like just a regular sized chef. <laughs> Just a chef. Right. Yeah. He's a not chef. the master the chef. Smallest He's chef. Below. Yeah. But so they so that he, he goes, you know, he, Gordon Ramsay says to the kids, and this is just a this is just a trailer, so it's not even a full episode. He goes, If you win the hundred thousand dollars, what will you do? And they're like jelly beans. Well, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, what what would you do if you were nine or ten years old? You would say, You're gonna win a hundred thousand dollars. What would you do, Amber? Disneyland. Great. Jamie, what would you say? I'd buy my own dinosaur. <laughs> mama, mama, dinosaur. <laughs> no, he said, um, he said, I'd buy my own dinosaur. But would you? No, really. Nine be, or be sincere. Um, Like, you know, some crazy. $100,000? $100,000. That's a lot of money. It's, it's beyond the, it's beyond the understanding of yeah. a child. Buy, I'd probably say I'd buy a mansion. You would buy a mansion for $100,000. Well, you wouldn't, but you would think you could. Yeah. yeah. I... My thought was, if I was eight or nine or ten years old, I always had a fantasy as a kid of having two baseball mitts. 
So my thing would be if I won money, I would buy a second baseball mitt because I had that a first so baseman's. Cute. I, I had a first baseman's mitt, and I wanted like an outfielder's mitt. Like uh-huh. first first baseman's mitts are very different from everybody else's mitt. I didn't know. And that. yeah, and you're not allowed to use them in the outfield. Um, so I wanted to be able to. That was all I would want. Do you know what this little girl said? She's probably ten years old. What would you do if you won a hundred thousand dollars? She goes, I'd go to Vegas. Ugh. Okay, I have a lot what of questions. What the fuck? What the fuck circus, is she going to do in Vegas? Go to a strip club, <laughs> fuck a hooker, <laughs> play craps. I just thought that was insane. Whose kid said, like, and this makes me feel like an old man, but it's like, whose kid says, I would go to Vegas no, but when look, they're 10 like, years? Wouldn't you be embarrassed if that was your kid? Yes. What a piece but of also, shit. that kid's so stupid because Vegas, like, the whole point of Vegas is kids can't do anything there. Debauchery. No, but like literally, I remember going there as a kid with my parents. We were like on a road trip. Vegas was like the overnight stop. Mm -hmm. And my poor parents kept wanting to like go to a table. And I wasn't even allowed to like stop in the showroom. Like, But couldn't you go to shows and stuff? Like if you wanted to go to like Circus, not Circus Circus, but Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, I guess so. Um, But still like. But just to have that awareness that Vegas was a thing. And it's a garbage place. You know, It's not a place to. It made me sad for American society. Like I was like. Don't be sad for American society. Be sad for that one specific girl. But what a piece of shit. Maybe she wanted to go like Hoover Dam. I heard that that's pretty nice. Don't defend her. She's a fucking, she's going to be on the pole by the time she's 18 years really? old. And that's how Sean met his wife. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. Here's my hilarious act out. There's going to be a scene. I predict this. <laughs> so it's not an act out. <laughs> There's going to be a scene um, where he's knocking, uh, Chef Ramsey's knocking on a, like a bathroom door. And he's like, Jimmy, Jimmy, get out of here. Jimmy. This is Master Chef, not Master Bait. Because he's like 13 and he's drinking off, like just furiously drinking off one of the stalls and just like whatever. He's just thinking about girls. or, But he doesn't have a sleeping bag there. Why? Because that's it back at home. That's what like, he usually has sex He's thinking with. about girls. I haven't masturbated <laughs> in 11 years. I've never seen Jorge give a... He's <laughs> <laughs> like, speed it up. Well, he's like, I've been here for nine uh, days. Amber, what's your parting shot? Uh, shit. That was Amber who just snorted. I by ha- the way. No, it wasn't. I had one, and then I didn't have one, and then I had one, and then I didn't have one again. Um, Do you I... have one or no? I'm not sure where that landed. Okay, that I... was like watching a roulette wheel spin. Um, one of our dear listeners disagreed with my um take on Ayn Rand. <laughs> He didn't disagree with it. He said he totally understood right, how you right, would take right. that but away, but there's a different to, way yeah. to look at it, too. And I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware that there's other ways to take things. But um, he mentioned the importance of reading, and I definitely agree. And I just finished a book called The Parable of the Talents, which I just picked up sort of at random. I think one of my friends mentioned the author's name at one point. Um, so I, what I'm saying is I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be sort of like a sci-fi, futuristic, apocalyptic story. Um, and what's notable about that is I don't think I would ever have gravitated towards that just hearing that. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So. Never limit yourself. <clears throat> yep. Check out different, <laughs> check out different genres. 
like Staggerford by John Hassler. <laughs> is this reading Rainbow? <laughs> uh, Jamie, parting Damn shots. It, I really felt I had like another <clears throat> thing. What do you think of it? We can come back to you. Well, I was going to complain about this one thing. Also, Justin, did you find the, the song? I want to see if we can play the song for you guys to hear. We're not going to play it. No. We're not going to play it. Real-time reactions equal real life. We can do that uh, next episode where we have it a little more planned out. Um, I want to... We won't remember. Uh, ...refill my Adderall prescription at Kaiser on Hello. Thursday, which I've been doing pretty well with. <laughs> we just laugh maniacally the rest of the episode. <laughs> so what happened so I, I went early I usually get to work around noon um, but I, was, I wanted to get to work by noon so I, I got there by like 10.30 wait what <laughs> I'm that was classic <laughs> phlegm extraneous details yeah I usually get to work around noon but I, you know. yeah it was <laughs> that was not part of the story no it doesn't help forward the story anyway um i i, I was gonna make a quick trip i got the prescription already there they're like how you long got it already there <laughs> it's a weird thing i got to e- email my doctor and he's like all right the prescription is waiting for you on the fifth floor <laughs> the prescription is just checking its watch <laughs> where the fuck is this guy why so, is it this guy picking up on social cues I, th- <laughs> I, thought, I thought he usually gets to work by noon <laughs> so i get up to the fifth floor Talk to the receptionist. She gives me a prescription. Now I got to go down to the uh, pharmacy. Yeah, that's right. That's where you get prescriptions filled. And hand my prescription to the pharmacy guy. He's like, all right. So you know, pharmacist. The pharmacist said there's going to be a twenty to thirty minute wait. Like, all right. That seems like a long time. That seems like a ridiculously long time to you know put fucking thirty pills, sixty pills, or whatever it is. Into a little container. So you don't even know how but, many pills. And you don't know how many other containers of pills he needs to be doing. You're right. No, and at that point, I was just like, that seems reasonable enough. Mm-hmm. In spite of what I just said, to the contrary. Um, so I was sitting there, and 20 minutes passes, and 30 minutes, and I'm like, well, it's not going to be here. After 30 minutes, did 35 minutes passes? You, did I tell you this earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I told you this <laughs> What's the funniest thing about that was that that was a sincere question. <laughs> I and so you know they have they have a screen um, or like almost like an LED whatever where there's names come up and when your prescription is ready it would say Flam comma J. And when I got there there was probably like 15 names and slowly they're diminishing and I'm just waiting it's 20 and 30 minutes 40 minutes nothing 45 minutes I'm starting to get a little bit. This is where like as a human being like what would other people do? Like, is this the point where I go up and say, hey, what's the, what's the problem? Hey, what's the fucking deal, pal? I come in here, you say 20 to 30. I'm going on 45 to 50. I, I held back. That you know, moment. I've had problems at the dry cleaners and I don't go there anymore. So if you want my business, you better start getting shit done. I pay so much in fucking medical insurance. I'm like, I, that's where I started getting in my head about it. I'm like, you know what? How about just fucking get it ready? What's the problem? It's fucking just put these pills into a little thing and then I'll be ready. But I really started, like, for me... You, like, worked yourself up? Really? Because I'm like, I have a fucking job. I, I have to be at work. And now it's now it's 12.15. I'm not going to get there till 1. I have a ton of stuff to do. And then I got a meeting and all this stuff. Um, and then finally I did go up after an hour. I was like, yeah, I, I've been waiting for over an hour. And they told me it'd be 20, 30 minutes. I was like, oh, it'll be five minutes. It'll be five more minutes. And then um, 15 minutes later... And at that point, I don't know if you you know that feeling where it's like every minute feels like 20. Right, because <clears throat> also what's 
I always try to make this point, but like if you wait an hour for somebody, oh, here we go again. At, at, <laughs> at minute 57, you don't know that you only have three minutes left. You think there might be nine more hours. Right, right. Time is infinite. Not the point I'm making. <laughs> but that's true. But I started, it's a construct. I'm watching all these names go, and then I start becoming a judgmental fucking asshole. But I'm like, all these motherfuckers, you're probably in here every other day getting your prescriptions for God knows how many ailments. I have one little thing I like to focus during the day, and I need this pill, and I pay a ton of money to this system, and I come to the doctors like once like, every three months. I'm not like all you sick people. <laughs> That's kind of. Like, I don't have problems. <laughs> I just like taking pills. I just pills. need Adderall. <laughs> it's not that tough. There should be a little. There should be some sort of like a thing that comes up in the system. Oh, this person. This is the only prescription they get at all. And I expect special treatment. And then finally, I got it, and I was mad. But uh, it really worked me up, and I was so mad. And um, finally, I got it, and that was that. That's the end of the story. What time did you get to work? Like 1.30. It's not bad. All right, folks. <laughs> this has been another episode. Did you think of the other thing you wanted yeah, to talk about? Yeah, but it's too long. We've been recording okay. for two and a half uh, hours. Save it for the next episode yeah. when we play the song from episode 808. We will not do that. For sure we will. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> Please. Uh, keep writing. Keep, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I yeah. love this. It's fun, to, it's fun to read. I hope you guys stuff. like listening to us read them. Oh, and as Amber, Amber really like. wants you to write sketches for us. And um, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Jamie, that was very rude. Oh, by the way, I've been loving in the, in the Facebook group, posting about the songs. People keep asking about the songs, and like people are just, there's a little bit of um, interaction with people, and they're sending and posting their favorite songs from different groups and stuff. I've been calling it Low Shopo Music Club. So feel free to share the music you love on, on the Facebook group. Yes. Feel free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Long Shot. I we know we're about to go. but um, Damn it, just Jamie. Real quick. Take before a you go, can I shake uh, your hand? <laughs> firmly <laughs> while doing real firm handshake. Um, it's been great seeing you. Um, just real quick. I just want to um, ask real, real quick, could you give me a career in improv real quick? Like I know, I don't know how much sway you have with the uh, Herald teams or whatnot, but uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Thank you. <laughs> and birds. By UCB. Come. <laughs> Come. Going back until you say no. Okay. Come. Oh, Sean, say "come" real quick. Yeah, Amber, one come, just one come. I'm not going to. No one will say "come." This is great. For past and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com.